everybody, and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash. Um, finally coming coming to you from a nice, sunny Lynchburg, Virginia. I finally dug out of the snow. I'm very happy about that. And I'm here with three of my lovely fellow podcasters. Haley. Hi, everybody. Back from from Ghost Town, Haley. I know. Seen you yeah. In a while. <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kiara. Hey, everyone. And Tim Rudy Murda, because he has to be. Championship entrance. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how is everybody doing this week? Oh, not too bad. Yeah, pretty good. You, you guys to... not doing too bad considering you guys are on the West Coast and Kiara and I had to dig ourselves up out of one to two that... feet of snow. Frozen <laughs> That's why we had to dig ourselves out of frozen hell. <laughs> you guys listen, what do you guys <laughs> Tim's like I didn't cause it to snow. I didn't um, make you live on the East Coast. <laughs> Trust me, if I could move to California and live there, I would. I no, would. I want to live to where one day it'll just break off from the rest of the land. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be lit when we break off. Are you kidding me? When we come on Shoot. I'll have a beach next to me. It's going to be sick. <laughs> If you live for it, but yeah. I live like near the, the bottom half of California, so if the whole thing breaks off, then I'll get a beach. Like, right? Beach on property. It's going to be lit. Yeah, I have a feeling most Californians would just be like, awesome! It's like, we're yeah. a separate country, and you guys would just like secede from the U.S. And then, real quick, the U.S. would be like, excuse, excuse me. Just because you broke off doesn't mean you get to be a separate country. And there'll be the U.S. California Wars. And the oh war. my nope. God! You're crazy. Um, <laughs> California is yeah. dumb enough to try to go to war. You're out of your mind. We're gonna be like, uh, okay, we'll stay in the U.S. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Just coming uh, well. That's it. <laughs> the economy is gonna blow up if we broke off. You know how much beachfront property there'd be? Crazy. <laughs> We love Americans here, man. Are you kidding me? We're not going nowhere. Just, like, uh, travel and all that would get ridiculous trying to come into California, and none of us would be going nowhere. We'd be staying. (laughs) You guys would be like the new Hawaii. Yep. The giant Hawaii. (laughs) The giant Hawaii. We would be giant one island and closer. It'd It'd be pretty good. I'm here for it. Okay. You guys have been, um... Listening to anything good this week in K-pop or anything else? Anti any Rihanna fans? Anti apparently leaked this week. I have not listened to it. It is fully out. Well, yeah, it leaked and now it's yeah fully out, obviously. But has anyone listened to that yet? Anyone Rihanna fans? Mm, No, no, not really. (laughs) (laughs) He's very popular with uh, K-pop singers, so. I don't know how many I times do I've heard Don't Stop the Music and Umbrella covered. Gazillion. God, so many. <laughs> Umbrella is the most, that has to be one of the most covered songs, like American songs in Korea. It has to be. Yeah. It, it's It's been done a gazillion times. But, yeah. so Zane, no one's heard, 
Any of your news? Oh, Haley? Oh, no, I was going to say uh, Zane from One Direction. Oh, yeah, solo I saw. song came out. His yeah, I, you know, I didn't really follow One Direction that much when they were all together, so, like, my whole thing was, is like, uh I was a full-on know. stan of One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> a friend is of mine. Is it paining you to see Zane often doing his own thing now? No, it's been, like, like, four years since I was really into One Direction, so I kind of just enjoy the drama now. Step, I've stepped back, and I just watch the drama. My friend is, a, like, a full-on stan of them, but she's also older. Like, she's close to my age, so she's just happy that, like, he's making music at all. She well, care about it's interesting drama. because I read somewhere that One Direction fans tend to be older, and, like, some of the biggest One Direction fans I know are, like, in their late 30s and 40s. Yeah, it's a bunch of people... It's a bunch of people with kids that use it as their excuse to go watch One Direction. They're like, their daughters are casual fans, and they're like super fans. Yeah, no, the craziest ones are the (laughs) oldest ones. No, I don't know if you guys have heard of Larry Stylinson, if you're aware of that phenomenon. Yeah, um, I have, unfortunately. You know, people are like, oh, those children, what are their parents doing? And it's like, no, it's those children's parents. On the internet. They're the ones that are doing yeah. all of that in the first place. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, people talk about K-pop fans, but One Direction fans... They're up there. Like, honestly, they're up there. They're up there. I, think, I think part of it, though, is the, the scale, right? Because One Direction's scale is just so much larger. Their market, even if they were only successful in the U.S., that market is so much bigger than the Korean market. Yeah. That it's it's kind of hard to compare it. Like, yeah, the One Direction fans are crazy and they're out there and they ride. But you also have like attempted people trying or people trying to really make people sick over in Korea. Like when they freaking poisoned, uh, you know. Oh yeah. Cool no, then. Well, so you know. it's hard to compare because because it's smaller. It, I feel like the access is much easier for fans to K-pop stars as opposed to it, how it is for, like, One Direction. Like, One Direction, you know that nobody is going to get even, like, within a mile of them that they don't want there. They're going to get well, you out if they have to. Actually, I remember, um, this was a couple years ago, but I mean, it was still when One Direction was huge. I remember somebody snuck onto their hotel balcony and stole their underwear, which sounds very... K-pop Did they have, like, me. Mission Impossible is? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it still happens with um, Western or U.S. stars from time to time. Like, you always hear about actors, um, people breaking into their houses and such. You know, for, I, but you I guess here it's it. more like people consider it like, you know, just the really crazy people or criminals that just kind of try to, you know, it's not just, like, 12-year-old crazy fangirls. Like, here, it's like you hear about it, and it's like, oh, that person's insane. They need to go to jail, or they need to get help, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you got people, like... I mean, you're always going to get people that jump on stage, no matter where you're at. So I, I feel like you can't really count those, and there's considerably less in Korea where people really... The world that you hear about it, it's pr- it probably... I have a feeling it happens a lot more to Nugu groups than it does, like, established groups, and we only hear about it when it happens to, like, big established groups, but... You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because those stages are small and you're real close, especially like some of the more like I've seen you know venues that hip hop people play at, 
but a lot of a lot of idols have played at similar venues or similar sized venues, and like I've seen stages where literally you could just like put your hand out straight and you could just smack somebody in the face easily anybody <laughs> easily like that's why they choose those so. certain venues because they know that the people that tend to go to those venues like with the club venues for example tend to be older and are less likely to right i mean especially with like club that. ones you're talking yeah. about people who can't even get in there until they're 19 so yeah yeah I, that's probably they probably feel safer there than they do <laughs> <laughs> some of the larger venues. Um, let's see. So, I know it's been a while since we've seen you, Haley. Mm -hmm. And I know that part of that reason is because you've been away having some K-pop adventures of your own. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, I guess one adventure. But, yeah, I went <laughs> to see Infinite when they were in L.A. Awesome. How was that? Oh my god, it was amazing. Like, <laughs> I was like, I liked Infinite before, but I didn't, I wasn't super into them, and I went with my two friends who were, and I thought, oh, this will just be something fun, you know, and I like came out of it, I was like, oh my god, I'm obsessed <laughs> with them. <laughs> Are they, how many, like, what was their set list, like how many songs, did they do a lot of songs, or... It's been like three weeks, um, so I'm <laughs> I mean, to did they do like like more than a few? Like, was it like ten or like kind of like? Oh, did yeah. they do their like, debut song? There, I guess. Yes, they did. That's what they did at yes! the end. The encore was coming yes! back again. It was, I was freaking out. No, that is, did... like, the greatest Infinite song still to this day. Every time I hear it, I'm like, shit, this is a jam. <laughs> no, yeah, they, so they did, like, all their big hits, you know. They do their Scorpion move. Um, and then, like, they did all the, like, subunits got a song. And, like, Sungyu got a solo. And Wooyun got a solo. Even though he doesn't have a solo debut, he still got a solo song. Okay. Um, yeah. So it sounds like it was kind of, like, a pretty... I mean, for Infinite, like, a kind of a full-fledged concert, pretty much. Oh, no, I mean, it had definitely was. Yeah. And they even, like, did, during Cover Girl, they came into the audience, which was <laughs> insane. I have no idea why they did that. It sounds like a good way to die. But <laughs> it was like, I didn't even know what was happening because I was kind of far back. I just uh. thought the song was playing, and for some reason the lights went on. And then I saw, like all these girls rushing forward, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> someone's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Were there a lot of people there? Yeah, it wasn't sold out or anything, but there was a decent amount of people there. Because it seems like there's more, like, uh, I don't want to say lower tier groups, because Infinite's pretty high up there, but I guess more groups in general there coming to L.A. and and doing little tours in the U.S. in general, so it seems like we're just seeing more of that recently, so. Yeah, no, there's a good amount of people there, definitely. Second was a little bit empty, but <laughs> I think it's because I had, like, the first row of the cheapest seats, and so then the <laughs> rows in front of me were, like, the last rows of the more expensive ones, and nobody wanted those, so <laughs> that would make sense. It's okay. You were still there. I was still there. You know, the venue wasn't some arena. Like, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any up-close and personal moments? 
No, I did not because I was too far back. But uh, you know, they didn't do any like high touches or fan hugs or I don't, you know, I don't know. They don't seem to do that so much when they're not in Korea. But no, I'm pretty sure they didn't. But they definitely didn't for the fifty dollars seats. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> maybe the so they who, had the whole VIP thing going. May, I'm not sure if they did, but like the people who were way at the front, like they were taking their phones and taking pictures of themselves on it. They were like touching them, and I said they went in the audience. They like took gifts from fans. It was oh, uh, so they're pretty interactive yeah. with their fans. I was just too far back to get any of it, so. Yeah, I can tell you um, from from firsthand knowledge, and then like a lot of my friends have gone to see the idols, especially when they're in L.A., but it's probably the same for New York. They do do, like, high-touch events and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but typically it's either before um, or, do, like, immediately following the concert that they'll do that, and it's, mm -hmm. like, for VIP, so people who are willing to spend, like, 200-plus dollars, that's the only way you're going to get that kind of thing. Yeah, I, th you know, I don't know if they did that because I didn't even look into it because I was like, this isn't something that I would want anyway, so... Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> So they might have done that, and I just didn't know. But it was a cool experience. Like, there was just a lot of people with a lot of energy just standing outside. And it was funny because a Lakers game was going on that night, and it was right next to the Staples Center. So you had just, like, you had a ton of just, like, girls and people like lined up outside That's an interesting holding mix a of bunch people. of like banners written in Korean and people were like <laughs> walking by like what is going on That's funny I feel like every time I go to something K-pop related that I feel like that's happening Like even when I went to see Big Bang in New Jersey like I always feel like when I'm going to to those things like there's always like people just out on the outside, they're just walking around, like looking in, like what the hell is? Why are these all these girls? Why are they screaming? Like, what is going on? Like, it's it's, yeah. it's just you feel really like conspicuous. It's like especially because like people probably don't know K-pop, so they're just like, I've never heard of this group before. Why are there so many people here? Well, yeah, you know, I yeah. think that's an element of it. Yeah, that's funny though. That's pretty funny. I'm sure that was an interesting mix of people, especially since a lot of people were out there for the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the we were all we were all trying to eat in the same restaurants that were over there, and it was just like people in Lakers jerseys and then people in Infinite T-shirts, like all <laughs> eating pizza together. Ah. <laughs> so I have been there, and it is such an interesting experience when something else is going on and you're there as well. Oh my God, it's so fun. <laughs> so how how overall would you rate the concert, Haley? Um, like a nine out of ten. It's I don't want to give it a Ooh. ten out of ten because that's Those like really high hard. Marks. I know, but I was I had a great time. I am not very critical in general of these sort of things. <laughs> I just like am in the moment and having fun. Um, but you were you had fun and you were entertained. Definitely, definitely entertained. And it seems Scorpion like to me like they're life. good live yeah. performers. Oh yeah, think. they were so good. They were so good. I was like, if I, I'm not gonna go to EXO's concert, but I was like, if I were, I feel like I would be disappointed now. 
<laughs> just because I don't think it will be as good. Sorry. I think you'd probably be disappointed for more than one reason because that whole situation, like, oh, it yeah. seems like that's going to be just like a cluster. Just performance-wise in general, just having seen videos of EXO mm -hmm. singing live. Um, oh, yeah, Infinite, I mean, seems like they are just really tight, like, as far as choreography and, and just... Like, they just seem like they know how to use stage. That Like, they always have it together. Mm -hmm. Like, so... Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Demon also destroys in fan service. Like, that's that's part of what they're really good at is really catering to their fans. Everybody I know that's seen Infinite, is that's all they talk about is how good they are interacting with their fans. Well, yeah. yeah. And it's really hard to come back when you're like... Man, this group is great at interacting with your fans, and then you go to see a group that's like their stage is twenty feet away from the railing. Like, yeah. Nah, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't expect there to be that much fan interaction. I thought, you know, they were just gonna dance and sing, and that was gonna be it. And then suddenly they're in the audience and taking people's phones and taking pictures and stuff. So that was mm, cool. Yeah. It must have been part of them having less people because I know last year. Um, they had to, like, tell fans to calm down and to chill out when they were there. Or maybe it was two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Now. Yeah, two years ago, yeah. I but think it was in the same venue, mess. so, yeah. Probably. But their concert was a mess. It was packed, and then, like, I think they sold, they probably sold too many tickets, to be honest. Um, and everybody was just so hype, especially because it was them and then Vix was there that same weekend. So people uh, went to the that's interesting because uh, A-Pink was there that weekend, too, the night before A-Pink had... Jeez, yeah, oh, like why didn't they just all know, yeah. have them, like, so put them on the same It's like, not the same thing. crowd unless you're girls. No, today. yeah. Well, girl I groups. Mean, I would have went to go see A-Pink, but only because I love Ungie, so I'd be like, yeah, I'll go. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I would do that, especially if I were A-Pink, just, you know, to get the crowd, you know what I'm saying, just to kind of leech off of Vix and Infinite's crowd. But... I think it makes sense to go, like, to take multiple groups and have them perform, you know, oh, yeah. even if they mm -hmm. perform at the same venue, but to do mo multiple nights, because people want to make, like, a weekend out of a trip, you know. Oh, so yeah. If they, if they can like say, they hey, do. I'm going to go see Infinite and... Vix, instead of saying, I'm going to go see Infinite, you know, people are going to be more inclined to travel far for that. I think it's a really good idea. Until you're, until you can, like, you know, have your concert at, like, a Staples Center or something like that, that's the best way to do it, because people will come for two groups easier. Way easier. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's why they do the Korea Times, like, concert, and you know, that's always so popular because it's like a bunch of groups all together and people make a whole, you know, it's a, just a family, you know, you see families there and, um, you know, they have, you know, and then they even have like non-idol groups there. So it's a big thing. So, and that was actually just announced that they're going to have the Hollywood Bowl, annual Hollywood Bowl, Korea Times Music Festival. That's going to be on May 7th, apparently. Uh, just as last year. I gotta look at tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Ticket prices are thirty to three hundred dollars. Um, wow! What a range! Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, what's one run, run, run that back? What was that? <laughs> thirty to three hundred dollars. Uh, what? Okay. Else? All I'm of assuming, a sudden. Uh, three hundred. It looks like the three hundred dollars are the pool circle. Uh, standing, looks like the standing room, closest to the stage pretty much, so it's like kind of this floor, you know, yeah. floor area. And then have you have the garden boxes, which are 200 and 
terrorists, which are like 140 to 200. Have they said anybody who's going? No, they haven't announced that? any of the performers as of yet. So they we'll never announced it. They never announced them before selling tickets. Like they they start selling tickets, and they slowly start releasing the artists like weekly, like almost bi-weekly or something like that. Like you know, or monthly. Yeah. Uh, just for a refresher, last year Got Seven was there. Uh, TVXQ, A Pink, and EXID. So, interesting to see who's there this year. I hope BTS goes because I think that would make it really crazy and entertaining. It would, especially I think with all the armies know. are insane. I I really <laughs> think that they're coming for like the XOL's title as like. Well, they've the been craziest. doing so. BTS is doing so well. I wasn't. I wouldn't. I mean, I would. I'm kind of surprised at how well they've been doing. I mean, I thought maybe it was just because, you know, their album was pretty good. But I think, you know, they're really growing a fan base from what it, it seems to be like. They're just everywhere and they are if if you say army at all, even if you're not ta you're like talking about the military, they're like <laughs> BTS fan, army, yeah. It's like <laughs> insane. It's crazy. I feel like I've seen more stuff about BTS like on fan uh, fan things online like lately. So I think their fandom is growing. But, yes, thank you for that experience, Haley. Oh, no problem. If anybody has an opportunity to see Infinite, I highly suggest it because it's very entertaining. <laughs> okay, so before we get to MVs, um, one major group that released an MV teaser, they haven't released a full MV yet, probably next week, I think. Um, have you guys seen the teaser for 4 Minutes new song, Hate? No. No, I haven't. Well, I think we should rectify that. I have. <laughs> um, I stay on my I've also listened a little bit to um, the snippets of their mini album, and uh, it sounds. Uh, sounds like four minute is what it sounds it like. It does. It's more of a. I don't know. I feel like they're like it, it, the whole like the look and concept they've got going for this. Is kind of weird to me, like the the whole like gangsta love type thing. It's kind of a lot, um, but I think you're judging it a little too quickly from just pictures. Like I think it's going to end up looking a lot like what Crazy looked like in the end. So I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, I mean I, I'm that not saying that that's how the video is going to look. I just was taken aback by like the, the the concept photos and whatnot. And I was a little surprised by that. But I generally like what 4-Minute does. So um, I'm, you know, I'm eager to see, you know, what they do. I just, I kind of wish they would release, they wouldn't always release at the beginning of the year. Because I think they got screwed that way last year. Because Crazy did very well and a lot of people liked it. And I feel like at the, toward the end of the year, like especially with the year-end awards, they just kind of got snubbed because people just... Like I guess forgot about it, you know. I feel like they people just forgot <laughs> that they mm -hmm. released it and they got lost in the shuffle of things. Tim, maybe you could queue up hate for a second, would you please? I mean, I guess. <laughs> Before we get to the other indies. 
it's just a short snippet, of course, but um, looking forward to it. It'll be probably the first like big major release this year. So, hey, Teen Top had a release. Don't oh yeah, Teen Top. Top. Well, and I <laughs> was surprised because um, I was gonna say, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Tim and I watched uh, their MV and. I don't like it, but I'm I happy they're doing well. I was not impressed by the MV or the song, but no. I'm glad they're doing. I'm glad. Yeah. But I'm I I might not like it, but I'm glad they won number one, so that's yeah. good. So yeah, you know, I'll take it. Their fans are stronger than I. I always forget to. Yeah. I stand girl groups so much, but I forget guy groups. Their fans are a lot more dedicated in general. So. I think nobody I expected Teen Top. <laughs> How do you forget this? I'm I so don't forget. Yeah. It's just you know you don't think about, it. and then you know when someone like Teen Top comes out, and it's like, oh my gosh, they're just getting number ones out of nowhere, and it's like, oh well, forgot their guy group. And they... well, I'm surprised that they got number one because you know I read like the translated netizen comments, you know, like K-pop, K-fans and all that. And people were talking about um, these comments that Cap made, like, years ago that are terrible. Um, and people were, like, digging them back up again. So I was surprised. Well, I think that's that... part of it, too. If it, was, it wasn't something that happened, you know, recently... There's a, but it like, was bad like, though. Oh, people can. It's easier for people to excuse it, you know. That's true. But people, you know, he said he if he had a daughter, he would beat her and lock her in a room. So like. Good lord. Not much coming back from that, but um. Yeah. Yeah. But, like that was I said, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, it's since it happened in the like I don't know how many years ago it happened, but since it happened in the past, it's easier for people to be like, well, you know. He was younger then, you know. Let's not judge him on that. And also, if he says something like that now, that would be different. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying whether that makes it okay or not, but just in general. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not too surprised that they're winning because they're probably the most relevant group currently promoting. True. So that is true as well. It it really helps that they have that because Real World can't win yet. So and he's probably their only competition. Well uh, they beat um they beat Susie and Beckyun's song. Right, right, but they're not and promoting as But part the, yeah, of that's too. true. That's true. Yeah. So okay. I mean that's gonna that's always gonna have an effect because they that means their broadcast score is gonna be like low. <laughs> like, yeah. like well, that's they have four minutes coming for them, so well, they got one win in, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, four, this is actually a really good time for four minute because literally nobody is out right now except well, for see, real they did that. Well, they did the exact same strategy. They did the same thing last year when they came out. Like they were like the I first. I thought somebody time. else promoted with them. I don't remember. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think somebody else promoted with them. I mean, they still were successful, but they also made a song that was tailored to uh, girls more than it was to dudes. So I knew they weren't gonna win that much. Like. Their song I feel did like well, they won a decent amount, though, for, for them. I guess. they. I mean, they did... I'm not saying they did bad, but I don't think they did great. Like, I'm going to look it up right now, but I don't remember them doing, like, exceptionally great. Oh. Well, let's watch I the... I think they did better first. internationally. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do, too. I think they have a, a good international following. Yeah, they um, sold uh, 22,000 copies. 
and they charted they charted at number three. That's not bad, but it's a drop from what they were doing. Yeah, it's a considerable drop actually, because what you're doing today was about this a little less, and then what's your name was a million four hundred, and volume up was a million eight hundred, and mirror mirror was two million. <laughs> so yeah, oh, wow. they, they dropped pretty bad. Yeah. I but think part of that too was also the concept as well. Yeah, they well they didn't cater to their original audience, which was dudes. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, I'm cool with that. I and like then crazy. They it's like their, the song. song and everything was not typical, like generic K-pop. It was a little like you know, it was a little different from what yeah, they, they made typically a jam do. And it was unfortunate that they made a jam because apparently people don't like those. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you, you go off, I mean, if you. You know, there's a formula and it works. And some people stick to that and some people don't. Uh, let's watch the teaser, teaser and okay. get that out of the way. I think they always look good. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was really short, but sweet. Um, any thoughts on that very short clip? There's like a moment that reminds me of Star Wars, and I'm really excited for like the little <laughs> Empire kind of logo they had going. I'm, I'm lit for it. Uh, it. It's kind of, yeah, I don't know what to think yet. And the song, the snippets I heard from the song, kind of eh on. So I'll wait till I see the whole thing. Kiara, are you still with us? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did she leave? No, I mean, they look pretty, but the teaser doesn't do anything for me, so I'm just going to wait for the actual music video to come out to really give a thought to it. Okay, so let's start our official uh, MV uh, review section. Uh, for this week, first off, Yezzy made her big solo debut this week, and uh, she came out with her single Cider, along with the MV for that. Tim, I know you've already seen it. Have you listened to the album as well? Uh, just the song with uh, Gilmi and uh, Kitty B. Okay, because I haven't heard either, but I know you're a, a, a resident k-hip-hop person so I do want to know I, what you think of it I mean all I have to say about Yeezy is like this really sucks for all these other female idol rappers because you just got shit on like I don't know, I don't know what you're going to do it's bad so it's, it's that good it's that good it's pretty good I mean I don't really care for the music well we'll watch the music video but um, for the song itself and her general like killing it on her last few songs it's I mean, we need something needs to change. Like, we need maybe we need more solos. Maybe this is what it's going to encourage, and that would be great. Like, if she's super successful, it'd be dope if more females got to shine. Because, like, I mean, we always bring it up, but like, Zinger is super good, and she never really got to shine. Um, we've we've heard awesome from Miria. Like, uh, there's a bunch of girl, like females in idol rap that are super super good. Um, yeah. It's just like. They finally let Yezzy shine, and she's really good. <laughs> yeah. so I think like, it's just the nature of, you know, when they have these groups and you're the 
token wrapper, you know, you're going to get your token like you know, a few bars and a song and then that's yeah. it. And obviously that's not enough to really show off what you can do. Yeah, I mean like I don't want like a Bora solo song, you know, but I definitely <laughs> want an Ellie solo. Um I could definitely go for more CL solo. Um I can definitely go for more Mirio solo, Jesus please. Um like they're they're just there's and uh, I want to see a lime solo at some point from Hello Venus because she's pretty good. Like she's oh lime really well. yeah I do like her and she was part she was like an underground rapper too wasn't she before she yeah was so so there's there's girls up and especially Zinger like I don't know if she still got if she still has it but I hope she does because I would love to see more chicks rapping like I'm really hoping that there will be some sort of like you know group stage at the end of the year this year that has a bunch of female rappers just going for it again because that'd be that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's watch the MV. Cider. Oh, I wasn't expecting her to have dancers. See about Yezzy, she definitely, she can definitely spit. Mm -hmm. The song's all right. I'm just more like. Just kind of following her rap. There's a uh, like a special clip version that's on One the K, and it's way better. Like the the backtracks is a lot louder, and it sounds a lot better. My only issue with the album version is the backtrack is really quiet. Oh, I hate that. Especially a song like that. Like you need some. Bass and whatnot in the background. Yeah, that's the only thing this song is lacking. Which is weird because Brand New produced it, and I, I just wonder if it was like a choice from her label itself and not Brand New, because normally Brand New is all about having pretty good beats in the background. But mm. possibly, maybe they felt like they needed to make sure that her voice was highlighted or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it was just, you know, sound mixing. Also, it's kind of a, a side effect of Yezzy's popularity. We've been seeing Fiesta. I've been seeing them pop up a little bit more and news feeds and such. So there's rumors that they'll be having a comeback. It's, uh, it's 
their label already said that they're supposed to have a comeback this year after Yeezy yeah. solo. Yep. Well, it also helped that uh, Kaolu, uh, that's how you pronounce her name, um, went on Radio Star, and she got a lot of attention for it. So they're slowly oh. getting their own popularity individually. Okay, so that was Yezzy with Cider. What did you guys think? Anything? I liked it. You know, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Yezzy is certainly talented. Um, the song didn't grab me, but, you know, I love, I, you know, I, I think she's mad talented, so, mm -hmm. I, you know, I hope I see more of her in Fiesta. Fiesta, I love Fiesta. I've always I liked them from when they debuted and had a whole different look and image. So I only wish good things for them. Okay, yeah, so I would suggest anybody who like likes the song goes and watches the um, special clip on uh, One the K, and then her live performances where the backtrack is louder because that's what the song is missing. There's no impact. Like mm. there's the impact of her vocals, but there's no backtrack. Like, you can hardly hear it. Even even if I had, like, put the volume up all the way, it's still very quiet. Mm. Like, her vocals are so much louder, and the backtrack is so much quieter that it's off-putting. Like, when I first heard it, I was like, I don't know about this. And then I saw the live, and I was like, oh, okay. All right. I, yeah. I, I, don't <laughs> I think it was like that if you download the song and, and not. listen Maybe to it. the music video, yeah. I don't have yeah. the album, so. Mm. But... I don't know. It it bugs me. Like if I I I don't know if they it, it was like a choice they made to make her vocals stand out because they stand out so much against yeah. that quieter background. And sometimes that works. Um, like there's a couple people who have done it really successfully. The one person that I can think of is one of Kendrick Lamar's older songs. It has a lower black backtrack against his like louder vocals, and it works really well. But if you I, I don't know for some reason like the impact of the song just doesn't hit, especially when you have, like, a song that has a moment where the chorus is so tied to the beat of the song, it feels awkward to not have the beat be almost as loud, you know? You, you gotta have, especially with hip-hop, in most cases, like, nine times out of ten, you need to hear that backtrack. You need, yeah. you need the bass, you need all of it's that. Just and it's just, it's out of it. And that's the feeling that I got when I watched the music video. I was like, ooh, this is awkward. And then I saw the uh, the special clip on One the K and I was like, ooh, okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind, never mind. So Okay. That'll be interesting. And I, I yeah, I wanna see how it sounds like, you know, the down the digital version sounds like. So it'd be interesting if it sounds any different. Maybe that's something they just did for the music video. Okay. Well next up we have Star Empire. Home of Nine Muses. The Queens. <laughs> and Sia uh, recently debuted. <laughs> yes. Uh, they recently debuted another, uh, their new boy group, Impact. What? <laughs> I don't know if that stands for anything. Um, I don't know. But, Probably. Yeah. Um, in fact, has debuted with their new song. Is it Lollipop or something? Yeah, Lollipop. Lollipop, yes. So I'm sure they'll have some fangirls um, out of this, regardless. I, mean, I, have, to, I have to judge judge this against uh, Little Wayne's Lollipop of like 2,000 fans. <laughs> or the 10,000 
like uh, K-pop songs that have songs. lollipops. <laughs> <style. laughs> yep. The uh, Two Anyone and uh, Big Bang collab also. <laughs> Which I just want to say for the record, I always felt like that that was overrated. I agree. Like Thank you. Thank you. Bless no, you. but I just feel like everyone went crazy over it when it first came out, and I was like, I don't get it. Like, I like well, it. Well, to be fair, people went crazy for it because it was our first full glimpse at To Anyone. No, I get that. I get the liking it because it was To Anyone and Big Bang, and you get to see the girl group and see them together, but as far as, like, the song and everything, like, I, it was okay, you know? I didn't, I I, yeah, I just felt like it was. I felt it was overrated, but that's just me. No, I liked. I, uh, I liked the. I liked personally like FX's lollipop song better that they did. Not the one they did with the the re the Korean version they did with Shani, but the one that they did with the Chinese boy group. Um, so the Chinese version of lollipop, I guess they did for lollipop phones. So yes. Um, okay, actually, I found some information on Infact because I had to. I I can't leave well enough alone. Their name is a combination of Impact and I'm Fact to make a strong <laughs> impact on the music industry and truthful. Can I music. skip this? <laughs> so yes, let's watch this I'm now. Back. What is that? So they like they're the truth. Yeah, to make truthful, to make an impact on the music industry and make... Okay, okay I'm going to press play so we can get through this, so I don't have to watch it again. Impact, the lollipop. It's rated 15, by the way. Oh, there we see a lollipop oh. right as soon as we start. And the guy this, with pink hair. There's a guy with the worst ball the guy with ever. purple hair. Trying to go for that woozy look. I see that. I see that. <laughs> There's less um, members than I thought there would be. I thought there was going to be like 12. They're, they're changing the popular. game. They're yeah. Changing the game. They're just only doing five. It's just There's... like the leftover guys who didn't make it into 17. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last members of 17, so they could actually have 17 members. <laughs> I actually tried to watch this music video on when it came I out. I got about halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> I, only got, I only got like after the first course, and I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Why are there two with, like, pink, purple right, hair? That's, that's said, so yeah, it's kind of It kind of lessens the impact of the guy with the pink hair, because it's like, then you have another guy with purple hair. You have a guy with, like, a... Of course the little, rapper has a... hawk kind of blue hair on top. They should do like Red Velvet did when they all had blonde hair, and I'll do pink hair. That would get Oh, God. I think that would be too much even for a guy group. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Maybe it'd be the push they need to get attention. This is a cute little song. Um, the video is kind of embarrassing, but... <laughs> I feel like kind of might be an understatement. <laughs> it's very that, embarrassing. Is that supposed to be the nene? Or, or I the, think so. Yeah, they're, they're trying to nene. <laughs> oh goodness! I love how just like it broke out in the last few months. The Nene dance in South Korea. Yeah. Well, they're always late, so that shouldn't surprise you. Is it Bam Bam who always does it? He should join this group, and then I think so. Can be part of his official choreography. 
Oh my god, that fan service right there. Wow. <laughs> of course. I mean, they need something. Because they're definitely not pulling people in with their song. This is very high school musical. It, oh yeah, it is. With on the steps, yeah. Yeah, they're they're new goo and they're young, so of course they have to, you know, do a little high school setting. Do they even have lockers in Korean high schools? I didn't even have lockers at my American high school. <laughs> <laughs> New York doesn't really do that whole locker stuff. <laughs> most or at least most high schools don't. Oh yeah, they are like, they are disruptive and woo because they are dancing during class. I'm looking at their ages and three of them were actually born in 1993. So, uh, although one was born in 1998, so, you know. <laughs> I feel old. Okay. <laughs> I always like it when I people just are born in 1993. <laughs> Tim is like counting down. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> It is. Very oh, generic. Okay, last pose. <laughs> oh my god, it's oh, not it over. Oh, oh, oh. Now I get to see the teacher. He's That's probably the highlight of the video. Even he likes them. That's good. He's going to be their only fan. They should just be named Impact. I don't understand. Yeah, I, you know, it's Impact's not even a bad name. Like that's fine. I can live no, with that. No, yeah, Impact would no, be fine. Impact doesn't have enough impact. Come on, Haley. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> and it doesn't have a generic you know, name. It doesn't talk about how they're the truth. I'm fact. Like, uh. yes, <laughs> they're they're singing their truth. <laughs> they need to express that to the public. There's truth oh, about lollipops. So angry. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. So I'm. I, I guess. In fact, they'll be just as successful, if not more so, than Nine Muses, right? Okay. How well, dare you? Uh, <laughs> How dare you? Pack all I, your shit up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Ash. Goodbye, guys. I <laughs> phrased it as a question. Good luck on your stupid stream. Your stupid I phrased podcast. it as a question, Tim. Ash trying to make night uses the new you kiss. I don't understand. I know. How dare you? I phrased it as a question. No. Nope. I didn't How would dare you? They would be. You're okay, dead. You asked if they would be. What are you talking about? <laughs> I forgot. I can't. We can't even joke about, about Niamhises around you, Tim. They're... Nope. Not until they're not until they fully blow up and like win, and then you can say whatever you want. Until then, it's still too good. <laughs> it could all fall apart at any minute, dude. Like I know oh, that label. God. It could all fall apart. He's literally on the edge right now. Okay. I am, dude. I lost like <laughs> half the group before they got decently successful. Like I'm, I'm on the edge. <laughs> Should have never watched that documentary, Tim. Okay, so G friend, yes, G friend is back. Mm. Uh, they've have their new NV rough off of their new EP Snowflake, and I did watch the MV. The song is okay, but I have to say they stepped up their choreo game quite a bit. 
So and really, I felt like it looked messier than they usually really? did. Yeah, there's like that weird leg move that they do, and they do I like that in sync. I really didn't like it. I feel like they're always adding a lot of different stuff to it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's like personally something that I'm like, I like, but it's like I, I guess because of the way K-pop girl groups typically are with choreography, I appreciate the G friend has choreo in any kind of sense in their songs and they're kind of getting known for that now as well so yeah, I don't know I, I, yeah, I appreciate yeah. the creativity of it I guess I don't know yeah, I, think I just don't think it looks as good as their other ones as Glass Feed and Megustus too okay yeah. but I haven't well, really watched watch it. it I only watched don't... it once yeah I do like Megustus too better than this one um and I know that they've already had some stages where they've shown the full choreo. This one, obviously, they just show, you know, piece, you know, bits, parts of it, and dispersed throughout the video. But, um, but this is it. Their follow-up to Megusis two, and yes, let's watch. Kiara, Tim, have you guys seen it yet? No, no. I don't like this group. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you don't. They're not nineties. I like plenty of groups that aren't nine muses. This group is boring. I feel like that's their charm to the general public. Yeah, yeah. Is that they're kind of boring? I guess. No, no offense, they work, to friends, they work but... the pure innocent concept very well. So. I mean, I I just I don't like any of the girl group debuts this year. I think they're all bad except for Twice. So I'm just not. And they, not their vocals are actually pretty decent. And you don't like closer? Oh, sorry, Defense? Oh no, I was asking Tim if he didn't like Closer from Oh My Girl. I like nope. that one. No, I thought that was good. I don't like. I like. I, I like oh My Closer. Girl and G Friend and April and all those groups were boring. Like they're all just think, the same. Okay, oh My Girl stepped it up with Closer. I didn't I agree with them until they did Closer. <laughs> well, that's like one generic girl group every year. I chose April, so I don't care for people <laughs> or oh my girl. Yeah, I was like, I only have room for one. Yeah. I don't I don't have a I don't I don't necessarily always like a generic girl group, so I just I saw all of them and was like and <laughs> just pushed them off the table. I it's think like, also with the innocent girl groups, I think it reminds people of early SNSD as well. And I think yeah. that's why people like it too. That's all the comparisons I mean, friend got. Yeah. Literally all of these girl groups just remind me of A Pink at the beginning. <laughs> that's it. Like I just Well, oh, and look, I think oh, that's oh, partially like A Pink why A Pink is successful because they have that kind of nostalgic you know. I think every that that's a popular concept in Korea in general and then I mean, you can't get more traditional, like, girl group concept than, like, school uniforms and... Yep. Yeah. School uniforms and sweaters. <laughs> like, wow. <Yeah. laughs> oh, my God. Though, well, I mean, no, that's got to cut down on cost, though. I, I mean, they're, they're just borrowing everybody else's outfits for the past, like, <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. Their outfits, G Friends outfits have improved. Oh, Those outfits they that. came out with, yeah, the school, like gym the shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, lovelies too. Sometimes, like the school outfits. That's are, the are, other are, generic group. Lovely. <laughs> 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 like, another one. I know there's one more that I'm missing. 
Yeah, Lovelies is... I couldn't tell them apart until not too long ago. Lovelies and G-Friend. Lovelies um, has more people in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with Haley, though. That leg thing is really terrible. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's like a wannabe ballet move, and it looks garbage. Like, it yeah, looks so it's bad. really sloppy. Oh, there you go. Yep, ballet. I knew it. Yeah, that's... I don't. I wonder if they're doing it because I know they did that kick in Glass Bead that was kind of popular. Like they had their high kick, so maybe they're like, "Oh, let's do some more." Yeah. Leg like I movements. said, I think they're kind of getting known for the choreo that they do. So I think they feel like you know, well, let's we have to do something. You know, step of them. You know, the last one. I'm gonna have I'm, to watch like a live performance because I don't think this choreo is any good. Like every yeah. clip that I've seen of it looks pretty bad. So, I'm interested to see what their next comeback will be because I heard that they did they were doing some schoolgirl trilogy and yes, so now it's over. A, yeah, I was gonna Thank mention God. that they said that Glassbeat, Megusis Two, and Rough are part of like I guess a trilogy concept, being schoolgirls. So according to their people, so they're graduating finally. Well, according to the people, their next concept's going to be different. So, it'll be interesting to see what that'll be. I don't think they'll stray too far from this one, though. They just maybe not wear the schoolgirl uniforms. Ma yeah, maybe it'll be like a pink, or it'll be like innocent, but older innocent, or whatever. Yeah. Class. It's interesting it looks, if they... It looks like an, they're graduating or something, so... Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. This video is kind of like you know they've graduated. It has a feel of like the girls have graduated and they're meeting back up again for a new start. Maybe the they'll beginning. go full on like sexy concepts and they'll. <laughs> How <They're>... fucking <laughs> wow! <laughs> that would be a good way to um, alienate their fan base. For Very much so. Like, who are you? What is this group? <laughs> Especially since some home. of their members are kind of young, that would be yeah, they're, disturbing. Yeah, they're all really young, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see that we have Crush's song with uh, Taeyeon, Don't Forget, is queued up next. You guys want to watch that? That song's been pretty popular. No? Yes? Yes, no? I don't care. I'll watch it. The song with Dean and Jeff Barnett deserves more love, but I'll watch this one. Okay. I'm I mean, sure this there's better songs in this, but it's been doing it. pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's only successful because Taeyeon's in it, so. Well, yeah, I'm sure that's probably. A good I mean, I'm for it. I don't care because Crush won an award, so you get out there and make that money, bro. <laughs> you don't see it. You don't like. It doesn't bother you, Tim, when you see like uh, K hip hop stars, you know, teaming up mm -mm. with. You know, oh, high-profile, you know, female singers from like YSM or JYP hmm. or whatever, and you know, then they get really huge success from that. No, because a lot of the biggest thing is um, a lot of these guys have really hustled for a long time just for the little bit of fame they get. So when they get the opportunity to work with somebody that's a big name, why wouldn't you take it? Like they've, it'd be one thing if you hadn't if you hadn't ever worked with anybody else and. Like, you literally just came on the scene and your first song was, like, a song with, like, Taeyeon or something. Like, maybe that would bug me. 
But, like, for Crush, Crush has been in the game for a long time, and he's been working real hard, and he got successful without this song. So this is just the song that put him out to, um, you know, the international, like, like real international fame, or I should say national fame, because he's pretty popular internationally. And again, like, and I've and I've had this argument before, but selling out isn't always necessarily like terribly bad. And people just that that word has become such a bad thing. But plenty of people do it. Like basically everybody that's successful has sold out at some point. Um, and it's not that bad of a thing, especially if you do. You know, you're you're talking about promoting one or two songs to get famous and then you go back to like what you do like crush makes this song that isn't even out of his wheelhouse it's literally in his wheelhouse this is his song it just has Taeon on it so it got popular so he didn't really change anything that he's ever done he just has a chick on it that's gonna blow him up and then he releases an amazing song with Dean and Jeff Barnett like who cares I don't even care are you kidding me that song is mind-blowingly beautiful so this song I'm like yeah this song's okay but that other song is like it should win everything just give it just mm. all of your money throw it at the stupid song it's incredible <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think of it more of, especially in a lot of cases, like, in all cases, is not necessarily selling out so far as just, like, appealing more to the mainstream, which is yeah, not I, a bad I mean, thing either. I mean, yeah, and I mean, people who, people who get crazy are going to say they sold out. Like, it's one thing, there's some groups that have, that have clearly sold out, completely changed their concept. Like I said, with Crush, he literally just was like, hey, Taeyeon, you want to sing this song instead of, like, some other singer that won't make it popular? And she was like, yeah, dog, I do. Like, that's basically what the song is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he could have just had, you know, a random girl sing. I mean, it wouldn't, Yeah, and her you voice know, fits well with him. Like, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the right choice. Um, as much as, like, I'm not, like, a huge Taeyeon fan, like, her voice is nice, and it yeah, she can lacks see. a little, it lacks, like, emotion, but, but not it, all the time, so I mean, it depends. She, yeah, it's, it's singing, and, I mean, as far as, like, singing the hook to a song or whatever, I mean, she she can do a, a good job at that, I mean, mm -hmm. she can get that done, so... Listen, if Verbal's gent is willing to do a song with you, it's fine for anybody else to do a song with you. Like, as far as I'm concerned, if Verbal gent will give you the okay, you're good. Like, I don't care who you wow. are. If Verbal, <laughs> if Verbal gent or Tiger JK is like, yeah, bro, you can do whatever you want, like, then yes. Anybody can work with you, and it doesn't matter, and it's we fine. We know Tim's standards now. Yeah, Verbal Gent and Tiger JK and Tasha, <laughs> if Tasha will work with you. Tasha, yeah. Verbal Gent, Tiger JK, if they won't work with you, you don't deserve to be worked with. Sorry. <laughs> But they have to, um, like, hard stance, no, I won't do it. Like, that that's what I mean. Like, they got a hard stance, come out and be like, I will never work with this person because X. And they'd be like, all right, well, that's it. <laughs> I don't think they've ever done that, but they're definitely, like, I think Tiger, JK, and Tasha especially are very selective about who they work with. I think they're less selective than Verbal Jam. Because they've worked with, like, Rap Monster. They've given their okay to Yubin. Like, they, they're, they work with a lot of people. They're out there. They worked with June, like they, they'll they'll accept a lot. You you have to just have like a love for the music that you're doing, I think, to work with them. Like that's what I like the most about them is that they have a clear love for the music they make, and I think that's way more important than like being true to whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Well, I know I love them regardless, so 
there's that. So you guys want to watch Crush? There you go. Sure. Crushes, don't forget, featuring Taeyeon, who also has another single coming out soon. Oh, yeah, because it's kind of SM. Probably just uh, 32 like... that are about to come out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. I can't believe that. Nice yeah, but uh, YG floods the market. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 52 weeks of SM songs, but YG floods the market. YG bear step up. SM is like 2016. I mean, nah, SM is totally reasonable, dude. What do you mean? If YG <laughs> steps up, then they're going to flood the market. SM cannot we'll possibly see. have every one of those songs be successful. Who are they even going to put together? Like, how many people? People are asking for solos from all of these people or units. I I keep well. saying that. Like every time people are like 52 weeks, I'm like, with who? They gotta have a ton of capacity. <laughs> yeah, it's well. I mean, you put every, all the big groups together, and then the rookies. I guess they would have enough. All the 40 members of their new boy group. So I guess it'll work. <laughs> you know, you're gonna hear that. Uh, that one rapper on like 20 tracks. <laughs> it's, it's uh, Taeyong. Yeah, Taeyong. He's about to get crazy. Scammer. Yeah, the scammer. Yeah, I, I feel like he's like, I feel bad kind of because he's like the one, like, I feel like I've seen his name come up as like a real point of contention between most people as far as like the new guy group and like most people, it's like it's not the number of, it's not the strategy, whole strategy, it's not the number of members, it's the fact that Taeyong is still involved with this. And people are just like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. Only international fans are really that mad about it. Yeah, he's gonna, he's good looking and he's in SM, so he's yeah. gonna be fine. Inter uh, like, uh, Korean fans have already, like, it's netizens that are still mad, but netizens are the minority as we've discovered. Like, there's tons of, there's tons of people who are still on to that dude's nuts, so it's fine. That is true. That taxi was going way too fast in the snow. <laughs> yeah, this song, like, I think my biggest problem with the song is it should have came out before Christmas. It has, like, a I don't know. Christmas I think it's vibe. still seasonally appropriate. I mean, it's seasonally appropriate, but it has, like, a lonely Christmas vibe. Hmm. It's I a pretty music video. very pretty well. At least in this part of the country. I mean, I, you, know, <laughs> you guys don't really know about January weather there. No, I, I mean, I'm not saying that it doesn't have, like, a winter vibe. It just reminds me of a lonely Christmas song. I think it's the perfect kind of January, wintery, you know. It's a very beautiful music video. your navel type song. Yeah. Taeyeon, I don't mind her voice. I think I like her better on songs like this where I don't have to see her and she's just singing the <laughs> <laughs> No offense to, to Taeyeon fans or Taeyeon necessarily, but, you know. I don't know. I love Amoeba Culture music videos. I think they do such a good job. Like, they, they just... I think they're one of those labels that's really underrated in how good their music videos are. It's really nice. I mean, it's it's... It's something. It's definitely different from having the box videos from SM, and they actually yeah. it was like they take time to actually like you know. Have and it's so simple. Like it's not mm -hmm. it's not crazy or anything like that. It's such a simple music video of just it's like. It's beautifully shot. 
Yeah, the colors are so nice. All this. Yeah, all I love colors. that color palette. Okay. Any other MVs you guys want to watch? No? Okay. That is our MV watch for this week, I suppose. Did you guys have were there any songs that made an impression on any of you guys? No, I guess. Guess yeah. not. I feel like we're going to be hearing G-Friends for a while. I feel like they're like really gaining momentum for some reason. I feel like I'm seeing them everywhere now. That's and I see a lot of people on video, that's why. And I feel like a lot of people are standing for them on Amona, so I know that's not like the V gauge of like K-pop fandom, but yeah. No, I definitely think that they're gaining momentum. Yeah. That falling over video. That'll do it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Media play. Whew. I mean, they got Perez Hilton, okay, to notice them. Come yes. on. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, that's our MV watch. So, on to some general news bits and such. So, this is the beginning of the year. So, as we think we mentioned a bit earlier, there's not a lot of groups out right now, huge groups out right now. Um, Four Minutes coming back soon. And um, also, some other groups uh, that are from, not from smaller companies, but uh, smaller groups, I guess, popularity-wise. Uh, nice surprise, Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> After um, some campaigning and, and some, um, I think, an internet, uh, someone had like a, what do they call those things? Petition? Uh, Petition, yes. Internet petition and whatever. Um, Rainbow is now going to be coming back with a... No, no, a listen. The reason why they're having a comeback is because DSP needs their new cash cow, ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, Thank you. yes. Thank you. Kara recently disbanding probably has something to do with that. As well. has everything to do with it. Are you kidding <laughs> They're scrambling. I guarantee but, you we're going to see every DS, DSP group back this year. Guarantee it. Yes, Ajax every is going to be from the death. Yep. You know they're going to come back. Every single one, and whichever one has the best impact, woo, they're going to go nuts. <laughs> well, you know what? This is Rainbow's chance, uh, as far as I can see it. They're supposed to be officially coming back on February 15th, and according to news that's been put out by their management, they uh, allegedly have had a hand in making the album by deciding on their own concept. They chose the title song, and they had Hyung Young compose a song for the mini-album. Uh, this is, uh, quote, Rainbow decided on a concept that they feel suits them, and it will have a sound direction that they like, whatever that means. So, a.k.a. if it sucks and fails, it's not on us, it's on them. So don't blame us. <laughs> yes, you can look at it that way. Um, yeah, and recently they released a couple of like teaser things. Uh, there's one that's a uh, little thing that came out, Rainbow Fourth Mini Album, and then big letters. Can you guess the name of the title song? And then they have another like 
cute little word search, word find thing. Uh, if you like word searches, like me, when I was a kid, I used to love circling the letters. And they have a little thing related to that with word search. And there's a hint at the bottom that says lips kiss chew. Um, I do see the word moi, M-U-A-H, in there. So and that's April's song, so I guess they were trying to, you know, confuse you with that. But <laughs> some fans were like, "So are they gonna make like a remake of April's Moi?" Or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's like I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's gonna have a, like a, a title relating to that, but not necessarily, maybe those exact words. So we shall see. In addition to that. My ladies, patron saint ladies of K-pop mama are going to be coming back very soon. And they have released um, a pre-release single, I Miss You, which I listened to today. It is my everything. I love it. It is a smooth R&B, slow song. Their vocals are delightful on it. And... It has also been doing pretty well on the charts. Um, it debuted on Melon at number three, Genie on number three, Mnet at number one, Bugs at number 13, uh, Naver at number two, Monkey three at number two, and I think it's still holding pretty steady. So, for a soft R&B ballad, I think that's pretty well, and for a Mamamoo, that's actually pretty well. Um, and that's I'm, super good for them after yeah. like their other songs, and it's it's so good. Like their vocals are, I mean, I don't care if you don't like that group, but their vocals are stupid good. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're awesome. They, they are. Their their vocals are awesome. Their harmonies are awesome. They're just they're so good, and I I just love them. So I'm so excited to see what else they'll come up with. Um, you know, I hope. I mean, I understand. Um, uh, oh yeah, was kind of their mainstream song to get in with the public. Um, but I do hope that they, you know, do something. I hope the song maybe is kind of implying that they'll do maybe more R&B influenced tracks, um, and maybe their single will be something, you know, not so poppy and such. Because I just I love you know, when they can do something where they can just really just, like, show off and just, like, you know, if any of you guys have not watched them on, um, what is that show? Immortal Song? I think Immortal Song. Mm-hmm. Um, they are amazing on there. They've been on there uh, a few times, and each time they just kill it. I mean, they do the song so well that I end up going and looking up the original song because... I'm just like amazing, and they've, and I think that's part of they've actually gotten uh, a lot of fans through that show as well from doing covers on that show. So they're just awesome. So yes, Mama Moo. Also, winner is coming back with a new album after a year and a half. Um, YG's uh doing something, some reverse uh. Uh, kind of reverse promoting where they released uh, the making of the MV for Sentimental uh, prior to the actual MV. <laughs> uh, so there's uh, that. Uh, but the 
actual mini album, which is going to have double title tracks of Baby Baby and Sentimental, is going to be on sale February 2nd. And then February 4th, they're going to make their broadcast appearances on music shows, Mnet, all of that. And then they also have a B-side track that they're going to perform along with their two title songs. I like it. And yes, so YG Group, a lot of people are excited. Any inner circles here? No, there's only one, and he's in Sweden. <laughs> I really yes. love... I know a lot of people are um, kind of talking about the way that YG is promoting them, but I love the idea of, like, so many people covering the, like, hook or the yes. chorus of the song. That's also, like, that is interesting. That I mean, that made me take up notice. I mean, the fact that they have, like, all of these different people, G-Dragon, and... Yeah, know, the fact so that it people... started out just like YG, and then all of a sudden it was like, here's Zion T, and I was like, oh, weird. And then it was like, here's mm -hmm. Dean, fuck. And I was just like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Respected <laughs> people, wow. Yeah, like, um, I was yeah, just like, covering uh, winner songs. So... What is this world that I live in? And then, you know, some of the fans were praying that Akmu would do something and then they do the intro yeah, of the they next did song one. and it's just... And then Hai... Lehigh was the first one, yeah. Lehigh, yeah. yeah. I, I she, was, she was the first one to do... Baby? Is that what they all did first? And then Sentimental was second, right? Mm. I think that's how it was. No. But she did the same song that YB did, that Zion T did, and Dean did. And then the next round was... Um, Akmu, G-Dragon, Epic High, I think that's it? Maybe I'm missing somebody. I think that's it, though. But I, I'd like... What's up? Was it Tableau or Epic High doing it? Epic High. Epic High did one, yeah. It was Akmu, um, G-Dragon, Epic High, and I feel like somebody else did one, but I don't remember, because I think it was 4 and 4. But either way, I really love that promotion style, because it was like... It gave you an interesting feeling because that I think what people forget, and I think this is a good way to showcase that, is like Winner is a group stock full of a bunch of people who can sing. Like I don't really dig Winner, but the reason that they are the ballad group of YG is because they have a bunch of people who can sing, who have pipes, you know, and they're like they have a lot of lovely voices that all mesh so well together. Um, so it's interesting to hear everybody else's take. Like, I saw some people being like, oh, well, they should have posted YB first because his was the weakest, like, all the stuff. But I think they missed the point that it was, like, everybody kind of touched it at a different take. Yeah, um, the only two people about, that kind like, of touched it in the same mess. key. It was yeah. showing a diverse group of people. Right. The only, the only two people who kind of touched it at the same key was, like, Dean and YB kind of took the same approach. But Dean yeah. really, like sang the song. Like, he took the fact that he was on a YG platform and was like, I'm gonna blow this up. I'm gonna make sure everybody <laughs> knows who I am. Which is cool. Like, I respect that. I think that's what you should do. Um, and I think that he definitely blew YB's version out of the water. Like, I love YB. Dean crushed on that song. Like, I got goosebumps listening to it. And I was like, I don't even care. I was just like, I want this song. Like, uh, it, and it worked on me. It's, like, it I want winning songs. Their, their yeah. promotions worked. It worked on YouTube. Like, I, like, I like Dean's voice, but I want to hear the song now because for whatever reason, like, Dean made me feel something for that song. And maybe I'll hear the song and I'll be like, man, I wish this was Dean's song. That, that could be the 
the blowback, right? That's the kind of risk that you run. But it could also yeah. just be like, I have such a fondness already for this song that I'm ready right. for whoever's going to do it. Like, I just and want And that's it. what they're counting on, to have people like you, Tim, that may not be right. interested, but then so, you hear it from somebody else, and you're like, hmm, maybe I will like this. Right, and I've been and I've been pretty open about the fact that I don't really like Winner. Like, I like Mino, um, sort of. You know, I really like his <laughs> solo song on the Winner album, and I think that Winner is full of a bunch of people who are talented singers, but I don't like ballads. Like, ballads bore me. But this... Whatever it is about this promotion, whatever it was about having Zion T and Dean and YB all do the same song, like, I'm pumped. And Lehigh, especially. Lehigh killed it. She was the first one, and she just came in and was like, watch this. Like, I want everybody to remember why everybody likes me. So I was like, I just heard it, and I was like, I want this song. Whatever the song is, give it to me in the full length. Like, the whole thing, give it to me. I need it. And it's weird, like, I I don't get that ever. Like, no promotion has made me be like, I really need this. Like, Big Bang I was jazzed for because it's Big Bang. But none of their teasers made me go, like, I need the song immediately. It was just, oh, it's Big Bang, I hope they come back. Like, this is the, the first time that a teaser has hit me, and I've been like, I need the song right now, immediately, since To Anyone's Fire. That was the last time that I felt that feeling. Because, man, when they released that one-minute clip of Fire way, way back, I was like, oh, my God. Whatever this group is, give it to me. Whatever it is, whatever they're going to do, give it that to me. That was so long ago. But, yes, okay, so we have our first convert here. So, YG, if don't get that Don't get that excited. I'm not going <laughs> to. It's going to take a lot to make me an inner circle, okay? It's going to take a lot. Well, <laughs> Well, if someone from YG um, gets drunk and uh, stumbles upon this podcast, uh, you have your promotion has skills have worked on at least one person. So there you go. Um, I think I pretty much. I think we all know either way. Winners probably going to do very well when they come back. So there is that. Uh, also, my girls, my ladies, the Wonder Girls. Are supposed to make yes, are supposed to be making a comeback with a self-produced album in the spring. Mm -hmm. and excited for that. And on another note, interestingly enough, another uh, girl group that is also supposed to be making and come back in the spring is Ladies Code. Mm. Uh, according to um, some news that was released on the twenty-fourth. Polaris um, announced that Ladies Code is going to be their first artist to make a comeback in 2016 in spring. Star News reported that Sojung, Ashley, and Zuni, uh, the surviving members of Ladies Code, uh, have significantly recovered from the after effects of their accident and the subsequent deaths of members Unbi and Rise. And they've been in and out of the practice studio in preparation for their comeback. While the girls are still receiving psychological therapy, they are receiving less and less. A source from Polaris Entertainment stated that in order to show something new, we are receiving songs from various places. We're preparing to make a comeback as soon as we decide on a track. And, and you know, everything goes well. They should be returned before spring. Uh, interesting thing at the end of this article is that regarding the addition of new members to the group, the Polaris source said nothing's been decided, but it's likely we'll just stay with the current stay with just the current three. 
So interesting. Obviously, with this situation, I think they need to tread carefully, um, especially when thinking about adding new members. Uh, that would that would just be mm. not very good. Uh, and but uh, and it's interesting. I mean, I don't. I'm not opposed to it if that's what the girls really want to do is come back. Um, Obviously, I think whatever they do, their first comeback is going to be very emotional, <laughs> and so you know, I hope that they choose something that's very, you know, uplifting. You know, something that's very like, I guess, significant to them to sing um, when they come back, and you know, I hope that they're you know really prepared to do so. Um, you know, if it's something that they really want to do, then you know I'm okay with it. Um, and you no, know, we've been hearing rumors since last year, but uh, it's interesting to kind of see that that might be something that's definitely happening now. So, you know, if and when they do come back, it'll definitely it'll definitely be a, an emotional thing for people, for them, and and for fans and for people watching. So. Any thoughts on ladies' code? I, I feel weird about it. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna withhold judgment until I see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It could be, it could be wonderful. I mean, it could be awful. But whatever happens, no matter what, it's gonna have a lot of emotional impact. So I'm kind of, I mean, I love that group, and um, it's still really sore. Like it's still a really sore subject. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know when that subject's not going to be sore as a thing. And like, like I said, when when this, I, I mean, I think we went over the rumors of it being a thing before. But yeah. I stand firm in the belief that like they all deserve a chance to be something. And I don't necessarily believe that ladies' code shouldn't exist anymore, especially if these girls want to honor those girls' memory by being ladies' code. Like, if that's what they want to do, if they want to honor that memory, then they have all right to do whatever it takes to do that. Even if it includes adding members, if that's what they feel. But it's it, to me, it's really important for the the girls to be involved, you know. If they say, yes, we want to add more members, then who are we to say, like, no, you shouldn't do that? Or if, you know, they feel like they have a void that they need to fill, to fill, and they feel like they could do that and they could be successful, I have no reason to tell them, no, don't do that. Like, that's that's their choice. They know that group better than we ever could. We like well, that group. I think group. ultimately, I think it's going to come down to people. Is, I think as long as people feel like it's the girls decision and they're comfortable with it and that's what they want, then it's okay. I think it's as long as people feel like, you know, this is something that they're completely 100% agreeing to and, and part of, then it's fine. You know, I, I think that's why some people kind of recoil at the, the adding new members thing because they're like, oh, well, they might not be comfortable with it. But, I mean, if they are comfortable with it or they do want that to happen, then, I mean, like you say, who are you to say, you know, that that's, they shouldn't do it, you know. Um, we're not them. We obviously yeah. can't speak I mean, to it, them, so. I think it's totally dependent on those girls. And if they want to do it, then, hey, by all means. Okay.
Any other thoughts on ladies' code? Nope. You guys nope. Okay. Yeah, you got all the points in. <laughs> okay. Well, on to a more lighthearted topic. Well, we have Johnny Hensu, whatever Hani and Jinsu are. Um, and we also have another potential K-pop, well, yeah, K-entertainment couple of 2016. Rumors broke out this week that Girls' Generation Tiffany is allegedly dating hip-hop artist Gray of AOMG. Um, I'm going to ask, since I, Tim is our resident K-hip-hop person, if you could maybe expand on who Gray is. Uh, so Gray is a member of VVD, which is the group that also gave birth to uh, Elo. It also gave birth to Crush. It also gave birth to Zion T. Um, but he is the probably, aside from Cha Cha Malone, the main producer on AOMG. Um, he had a solo album. God, when did AOMG debut? Like three years ago? So probably 2013? I think maybe it was 2014, 2014 when his solo album came out. Um, but he's pretty well known for his production skills, more so than anything else. He's a decent rapper. Um, he probably fits hooks better. I think he's way better with hooks. Uh, but um, <clears throat> uh, he's pretty well known and he's pretty well respected. Most of the AOMG crew is pretty well respected in the hip-hop community. To be honest, probably the only one that might be lacking in some circles is Jay. Um, but obviously Jay brings his own sort of fan, so it's not a big deal. But like Ugly Duck, uh, Simon D, all those guys, uh, Elo... All those dudes are really well respected, and they're all the part of that group. And and uh, well, Elo, uh, Crush, Zion T, and uh, Gray are all part of uh, VVD, which is technically not really a group anymore because they're split pretty much down the middle. Um, but it was a thing, you know. It was it was a unit, and they're they're all still really close. They're still really like tight, like family. So. Um, but they were very much so a artsy kind of hip hop, like or artsy kind of hip hop slash R and B, because Gray basically just produced for all those guys. Um, but you know, Crush and Zion T are clearly R and B singers. Elo's a rapper, but he's more of like most of his rap is a little softer. It fits more to like feature on a Zion T song or an or a Crush song. Um, as for this rumor, uh, part of Part of the weird thing about it is that it's supposedly well-known amongst the hip-hop community, and that's interesting because the rumor really that was prevalent was that Zion T had something going on with Tiffany because they're well-known as very close friends. Um, mm -hmm. So people kind of suspected something was going on there. Uh, the I reason not even expect them to be hanging out with that crowd. Who? That, that's just... Who, Zion T did not hang out with that crowd? Well, just those, yeah, them two well, to end up together. But I mean, well, there's a bunch of pictures of them together hanging out. There's tons of. There's oh yeah, tons no, I mean, not that I don't believe that. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't have expected that. Right. Know, well, that Tiffany would be hanging out with that crew. Supposedly, but, I mean, yeah. Tiffany's solo song is going to be a feature with Zion T. 
is supposed to be her solo song uh, that's supposed to come out this year. That's the rumor. Um, but yeah. the big rumor was that they had something going on because they were seen so much together, and supposedly he's a big part of her album. Uh, the only reason, and I need to stress this, and I said it, I said it on Mono, but I'll stress it. Like, I am so cool with that being a thing. I don't care. The only reason it bugs me is because Zion T supposedly is dating somebody and has been dating somebody who's not a celebrity. So I don't want that bad juju on him. Like, I don't want people coming for him saying he's cheating on his girlfriend with Tiffany. So if this gray thing is true, by all means, please. Like, what, whatever it takes to get that idea away, unless they truly are dating and he's not with that girl anymore, then fine, cool. That's fine with me, too. Like, I just... I just don't want this cheating scandal to like hit Zion T when he's in his stride. Like he's really in his stride right now. So it has nothing to do with me not liking that couple because I'm cool. I like the idea of Tiffany and Gray. I think it makes sense. Um, they're both, you know, like, I mean, I don't really dig Tiffany, but she's she can sing. I'm not gonna say she can't sing. Like she's a, she's a good singer. She Tiffany's or, and uh, Gray is a super talented producer. They would make good music together. Um, yeah, her range isn't super big, but she can sing. Like I'm not gonna say she can't sing. She can definitely probably outsing everybody on this podcast. So I mean, well, you know, could. Um, Right, but, uh, like, I mean, she can definitely sing. She's talented. Um, it's definitely a step up from Nikon, Jesus Christ, so there's that. <laughs> um, like, by all means, whatever, it's, it's fine. I don't really care. It's kind of interesting to me that there's more Grey fans going after Tiffany than there are Tiffany fans going after Grey. That's funny to me. Well, I've seen a few thing, comments of, like, she should have stayed with Nikon and... You know, Nikon was cuter or whatever, whatever. Personally, I think Gray is handsome, but Gray's probably anyway. the best-looking underground rapper there is. I'm sorry, <laughs> like straight up, yeah. he's probably the best one out there. Like, if if she is dating Gray, she picked the best one to date. Well done, lady. Like, <laughs> well, both of them. Well done. The rumor was was that that came out initially was that Tiffany had a couple of meetings with Ao. MG's producer Chacha Malone about her solo album and then she was introduced to Grey that way and then the rumor was that they've been dating for three months now after that news came out then SM as well as um, AOMG have both released statements saying that they are only close colleagues and they're just close friends and that they're not romantically involved so as far as we know, they're not dating, but, but, secretly, if you guys are in South Korea, start, if you see any parked cars, <laughs> just, just start um, shining a light in them. Look in the window. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, um, if, if, if this is true, cool, by all means. Like, that's how I basically feel about it. If it is true, hey, cool. Um, if it means that Grey's going to be all over her freaking solo whenever it comes because you know it's coming, hey, by all means, cool, because definitely that <laughs> that is a good person to have producing your album, and I definitely think that she's more suited to doing closer to R&B kind of stuff. Um, yeah. If it's not true, then by all means, that's fine, too. Like, it's probably beneficial for Gray at this point in his career to have this kind of scandal. So, I mean, it's going to make people think about him even more. 
So I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, live your life, lady. Like, if this is if this is I your dude, hey, it's your dude. Girl's duration is kind of at the fun. point where they're just like, you know what, we're gonna date and you know, f you, mm-hmm. sm if you don't like it. I mean, you know, they're 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 young. They're young women. They're adults. So it's, it's kind of like you you can't put the ban, the dating ban on them. It's just, it's ridiculous at this point. So, I think even with their butt hurt uncle... Good looking, he's super nice. Like, he's a very, very charming, nice guy. So, I mean, I got to watch him perform on stage and got to see him interact with fans, and he's super nice. Very, very nice. And he's pretty, like, amongst the hip-hop community, or I should say fans that have seen, you know, talked to him from what I've seen about his interactions with fans. He's very, very sweet. A very, very nice dude. Very soft-spoken. So I have no problem with him as a person, as a human being, from what I've seen. Uh, the only thing that you could hold against him is he's best friends with Jay Park. Like <laughs> That's basically the only well, knock. Well, you know, we all have that one friend. So Every, exactly. Like I was about to say, everybody <laughs> has that one friend, though. Well, you, you, can't know, hold you don't that want to introduce him. to all of your friends, but... Is beneficial to your career. <laughs> Everybody's got that guy. So, <laughs> you know. Sorry, J Park fans, but yes. Okay. <laughs> so there's that. Dal Shabbat, um, they are prom- currently promoting their new song, Someone Like You. Uh, we also, whenever they're in video on this podcast, I have to say, after a few listens, I was not in, I was not overly impressed with the song when I first saw the MV, but after a few listens, I like the song now. I like it. It's got like a retro vibe, and it's grown on me quite a bit. So I like it. Mm-hmm. Anybody else in the Dal Shabbat camp? No. Yeah, I mean, I liked it from the very first time I heard it. Like, I didn't. I don't think it's their best song, but I think for them, it wasn't a bad song to have as a comeback, especially as like you know, starting now with just four members. Um, yeah, yeah. I, know, I liked it. And like we said, with Dal Shabbat, they weren't, <laughs> I, I don't want to say established, because they were, I guess, in some sense, but they, not so much that people, like, really knew, like, they didn't know all of the members by, you know, name and such. Um, all the members, you know, weren't popular or whatever. So having two members leave and having them down to four doesn't really hurt them like it would say, even though it didn't hurt Kara that much, but it would have more, it had more of an impact on Kara than on Dal Shabbat because they, you know, haven't really reached um, the status as a group where people, you know, are attached to the members as such. So, you know, if this becomes kind of their breakthrough song in any sort of sense, uh, you know, I don't think it will be you know, any more difficult for them to do that. With that said, um, there is a um, some information um, being uh, sent around about Dal Shabbat being unfairly treated by NBC show champion. Uh, good thing about this, uh, <laughs> by this news piece is I learned that Dal Shabbat fans are called darlings. So that's mm-hmm. fun. Uh, so this has been making rounds on social media. Uh, what happened was they were on Show Champion, and they said the first thing was that they were a victim of technical error, quote-unquote. Uh, online votes were not counted, despite them allegedly winning with a clear majority on the show. Like, this doesn't happen every week on K-pop music shows. And then another incident happened, 
where apparently they were doing a segment for the show. And I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen, watched any of the late night shows in America. But Jimmy Kimmel has this whole segment that he does every now and again. It's like mean tweets or mean Twitter or whatever. And he gets different celebrities on his show to basically stand there. He plays the song Everybody Hurts in the background. And then celebrity, different celebrities will sit there and read like really ridiculously mean, like someone over the top mean tweets from people, random people on the internet. And kind of read them kind of deadpan to the camera. And uh, so and it's usually pretty funny because I do want to stress this, the celebrities are in on the joke. <clears throat> so I don't know if this is where they got their idea, but show champion decided to have Tal Shabbat uh, read out hate comments on the air. And uh, some of the comments they had to read were, the reason you, why you keep failing is because you behave like little kids. Looking at these clothes, it's 100% guaranteed fail. Um, I just want to put a um, warning. There is some adult language here coming up. The song is like fucking. The song title isn't someone like you, but fucking like you. Please change it. I got no idea who the hell Dal Shabbat is, including personal insults to the members and, um, of course, now people, uh, their fans are telling people to send messages to Show Champion because they felt it was very degrading towards Dal Shabbat. Um, like I said, the whole point of Jimmy Kimmel's thing is that the, the celebrities are in on it. Um, just going on what we know, of the Korean entertainment industry and um, how much uh, free will and agency anybody who's not in the big three and is not on the top of the big three is is um, doing, they probably didn't have uh, much choice or you know much agency as far as what they did and. The, the culture, the internet culture there is so harsh already. <laughs> um, so people are really not cool with this, and um, I don't blame them. Uh, for me personally, I wouldn't even want to read mean tweets about myself on, you know, on camera. And these are, you know, even harsher than what I've seen on, like, Jimmy Kimmel. Usually it's, like, really kind of stuff that's, like, so over the top. It's ridiculous, but, you know. I, I mean, this is, you know, especially for young ladies, and so, you know, that's kind of mean. Like I said, I don't know if they, that, you know, where they got the idea from or why they felt like that that was going to be um, something that would work on a show like Show Champion, but they did it. So I feel kind of bad for Dal Shabbat in that sense. Um... Anything to say about Tashabit after that? <laughs> Anyone feel bad for Tashabit? Yeah, I feel bad for them. I don't <laughs> think it. I mean, they're not very famous anyway, so you know, it's not like they're. Uh, yeah. It's not like they're untouchable celebrities who are reading these comments from, you know, plebeians or something like that. You know, it's like. They're not very popular anyway. I don't think they get a ton of nice messages on top of this. So, 
it's not good. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, again, yeah. So, yeah, if I was a Del Shabbat fan, I would be kind of ticked off. Uh, FX recently had their first concert in South Korea. Um, our resident FX Dan is not here. She's here in spirit, probably. And they did an extensive set. Um, there's already a few fan accounts online. They did a pretty extensive set list. They, it seems like they did about 32, 33 songs. Because um, it's um, the first and last concert. Oh. <laughs> yes. They're doing more than yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did things from La Chata all the way to like um, Poppy. So, you know, they did the whole spectrum. And apparently they're supposed to be announcing their fan club name as well, but I have not seen that in the rounds as of yet. So I don't know. But apparently from the fan accounts they were all, you know, even Crystal was like trying not to smile. So, you know, they seemed like they were excited. <laughs> trying not to smile. <laughs> They're very excited and to be doing a concert and, you know, we're all very, you know, humble and seem very thankful and, you know, interacting with fans and such. So I'm glad for them. Even if they don't make another album after this, at least they got their concert. They got, I guess they're going to get their fan club name. Um, that's the thing. If they're going to do a fan club name, I think it wouldn't be any point in, like, the group not doing anything else. And then, you know, after they give them the fan club name. You have to have at least one more album if they're going to do that, Kiara. Um, I said that it will do, I didn't say that they wouldn't release one more album. I just said it would be their first and last concert, meaning they'll release an <laughs> album and then that's it. Kaput. Be done. Bye. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic here. So, um, listen, I'm sharing. Epic... I'm sharing <laughs> Shannon. This is Shannon talking through me because Shannon's the one that's always negative. So I'm channeling her. Well, yeah. Shannon's probably the most negative one, and she's the FX stand. So, yeah, she's probably actually the one that's actually thinking that. But no, I've helped for FX. They, you know, they they're consistently good and they're consistently, you know, well regarded. So, you know, it's up to SM what they want to, you know, if they decide to, to throw away that potential or not. So, that's that's how I look at it. So, after school, last original member of After School has now graduated. AKA, their contract is up and they're getting the hell out of Plytus. Junga, uh, Plytus Entertainment confirmed that Junga will be graduating or leaving her group. Her contract is ending. And that started kind of a wave of uh, conversations online about after school's future activities since they have not had a comeback in quite some time, and now um, Jungha is leaving. And... <laughs> well, she's left already, yes. Well, she's yeah, no longer um, a member. So, 
consensus between a lot of K-pop fans is that after school is probably maybe a good chance that they will disband in 2016 or 2017. <laughs> uh, so this, this is some of the arguments I've heard. Um, obviously, one of the, the most popular ones is that orange caramel is the you know gotten popular and kind of eclipsed after school. And um, also something interesting, apparently there's this whole rumor about Yui and Nana, apparently um, there's this whole thing where apparently they don't get along. Um, and I don't know a whole lot about that, but there's some rumors that they don't get along and that this is like contributing to it. And, of course, Yui is doing well with her acting career in CF Deals. Nana is doing good with CF Deals, and she's, you know, getting pop more popular. And so, in after school, I don't know what to think with them. Um, I like them okay. I always remember their older songs. And, you know, I think we've mentioned this before, they've had some good concepts, but, I mean, what do you guys think that they are, I mean, do you guys think that a, a disbandment is imminent or no? Pretty much at this time, because it's like, they haven't had a comeback since 2013, um, so it's just like, is really not doing anything with them. Um, I mean, I don't know, because to me, After School was always one of the more unique girl groups. Um, but a good, a good portion of it had, the credit had to go to Kahi, because she was the one that was coming up with the concepts and, you know, the one who really put yeah good, the good work, majority of the work into it. So when, after she left the group, I mean, they continued, but that was during the same time the public started to not, stop caring as much about after school mm -hmm. and so when they had their comebacks it was just like when they had their comeback with um what was that song For, um the one flashback flash flashback there we go like that song was so good and the concept was so good but no like korea like no one cared about it it just it didn't do well it pretty much flopped and then after that first love came out which you know was another great concept and no one cared like it just didn't do anything for the Korean public, so especially because it involved like you know pole dancing, so that was like another like a big negative. Yeah. But in the end, so it was just like Korea was kind of like done. They were like, okay, we're done with these Korean the Korean pussycat dolls or whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, one thing I will say, and some people might argue, is you know they had Japan J Japanese activities activities in Japan, and I think I've heard some of their Jap. Japanese material, and I thought it was pretty good. And some people think that you know they've their talent, like the Japanese material, is better than um, their Korean material, which their, you know their you Japanese, have some groups. Yeah, their Japanese album was like one of the best, like full Japanese albums I've ever heard, like ever. It's like so good. Yeah, I mean I've heard some of their stuff that they did in Japan, and I thought it was pretty good. I mean. Compared to, you know, with the stuff they did in, Korea, 
in South Korea. I think it was just, I guess they tried, I feel like they overly depended on the concept. I mean, it's not bad to have a unique concept, but I mean, like we saw with the first love thing, they spent so much time learning and preparing to do the, the dances, um, the pole dancing, and then people got injured, and then, you know, so I, I think, you know, that's kind of telling as far as, you know, how much you should depend on something like that. Uh, something interesting that I found, um, apparently Junga has a Facebook account, and... I think you mean, I don't think she has Facebook, she has Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Well, yeah, it's a social media account. Oh, it was translated on Facebook. I don't know. I guess it was from her, from her Instagram. And, and someone, you know, asked her, you know, what is on your mind these days? And um, she said, how to earn a living? What about you guys? My words won't not be the answer for you. But I will listen to your worries and share the hardship with you, even if it's just a small part. And if it's a happy thing, we can share the happiness, right? As the new year has come, I got older again. Let's be honest, for real. I'm worried about how I can make a living. Am I right? So what's your recent worry? Singing is the only thing I can do, but there weren't many chances for me to do so. I'm too mature and too old to only follow my dream. I'm only I'm just being honest here, so don't diss me. Some people say may start talking stuff like celebrities, like you guys have a lot of money. Why worry about it? I'm just being honest. We have to earn money to live, right? Anyway, my recent biggest worry is, and so, and I think I read. I'm sorry. I think I might have read that wrong because it's kind of in a wonky format. But basically, you get the idea, <laughs> and. So, you know, some fans have been, you know, saying that they were kind of worried because, you know, obviously, you know, some of the other girls have outside things, but Junga doesn't really have anything outside the group. And, like, there's some fans that are like, you know, how can we help her? I, I mean, there's not really anything you can do to help, in my opinion. I mean, you know, it's it's on... You know, it's it's up to her to kind of decide, you know, where she wants to go from here. Um, I understand, like, fans being concerned, but, you know, if someone's in the entertainment business, they kind of have to make that decision. Do they want to keep going or, you know, do their own thing? So, I don't know. I don't, um, I, 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 I guess it. I'm not super alarmed by her by her post, but you know, it seems like some fans are, you know, already trying to, you know, get together and decide, you know, what are we gonna and do something for her. So I guess we'll have to see if that actually buy comes. From her shop. You can do that. Huh? People can buy clothes from her shop <laughs> if they wanna Oh, okay. Oh, so she has a shop. I know some K-pop singers have like uh, shops and things like that. So yeah. she does. She has one. Yeah, sure. It's called the Jung, I believe, or something like that. Interesting. I remember she's on Instagram. She supposed like every day about that and like clothes and stuff. So, but I'm not sure if she still has it or was she had to close it down. I don't know. But 
I know okay. she tried to start her own business. Hmm. Interesting. So, also um, on the topic of girl groups, and Chiara is our resident car advisor. Maybe you can give us some insight into this. There's a rumor going around that originated in Japanese media um, that's saying that there's a possibility Kara will be reformed. And I haven't gotten any more insight into it than that, but I saw that going around. Um, well, I mean, to be honest, it's very hard. I mean, if they mean reformat as in have new girls to come together, come together to become Kara, and that's gonna fail immediately because Kara fans are very, like know about having anyone else using the Kara name, and like I mean, still some of them still rag on Youngji, so you know, <laughs> you really think you can reform a new Kara group? It's not going to be easy. Um, and the girls, the three members, pretty much have said, well, at least Young and Harat have said their pieces and pretty much, you know, their thanks for everything. And, uh, you know, watch me as I go on my new journey. So they pretty much said goodbye to that life. <laughs> okay, so you're not holding your breath on this. Okay. Uh, not at all, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How do you feel about, I know there have been some announcements about the girls signing up with different agencies and doing different things, acting and, you know, starring in solo stuff. Is there anyone you're particularly excited for? Mm, not particularly. Um, I'll be alive. If, if I didn't say that right now, I'm mostly paying attention to Youngji. Um, but I'm happy for the other three, like, you know, you know, congrats to them that they're starting the journey they've wanted to for probably a long time, and they're going to start careers that they've wanted to have, and so, you know, I can only do nothing but wish the best for them, and that's all. Okay. All right. Our car expert has spoken. Okay. Uh, went to SM. So, SM made a number of interesting announcements this week. SM is their plan for world domination all planned out. They've grabbed 2016 by the balls, and they are like, "You're my bitch, and we are going to, um, we're going to take over this thing." So, they. Um, among other things. <laughs> so the first thing um, they announced, um, they announced several things at this kind of convention. They announced that they um, that they're going to give the fans the power to choose and produce um, their with their SM rookies. Their, uh, their whole subset of the SM rookies. So they're going to give fans, they're going to be able to, to choose and produce the SM rookies that they want to debut with the concept, the star I made. Do the first ever social producing. So fans are supposed to be able to do this through like a smartphone application from SM. And 
SM has on their Facebook page, Produce Your Rookie. We're looking for a producer for the world's first digital entertainment, SM Rookies Entertainment. So this is kind of like, and and the way that they explain this, it kind of sounds like a smartphone gaming app. Kind of like if you, any of you guys have ever heard of like the Japanese game Idol Master. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to be like a, a producer. So basically fans who are up for it, they're going to be, a chief producer, they're going to be leveling up, so it's like a game, and rewarded um, by exclusive stuff, content from the rookies that they're training. Um, and then, according to this, I don't know in what sense they're going to be able to engage and be familiar with the rookie that they choose, quote-unquote, and showcase their creativity and ideas that will be reflected to the rookie's actual schedules and debut. The PD's role includes casting, talking, training, producing, and archiving. Um, and then also the name of the producer will be mentioned on the credits of the rookie's debut album and we'll have a chance to meet the rookie in person. So, um, I don't know Boy, about you, but... that's going to work out great. Uh, <laughs> I just don't understand. How does this work? Like, I, know I don't know. I mean, and this but... is this is all like it's a it's an app. It's on for iPhone and Android, and I don't know. I haven't downloaded it, so I don't even know yeah. how it works. Like, because um, you would think there'd be a ton of people downloading it. They don't have a rookie for each person, so are people like? Well, no. It's probably the you know everybody is gonna pick what rookie they want. And then they'll be able, like, if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, right, it's probably like you get to pick from a selection of rookies and that's the one that you want. Well, clearly they're going to take in the account of all of the people who are picking this particular rookie in terms of how successful they think that rookie will be. Because if you're willing to dedicate a stupid game to one person then it would make sense. Or if you get to if you get to pick a certain selection of rookies, but it's like you only get to pick five, you know people are going to pick who they like the most. They're not going to pick who's mm. the most talented, whatever. But that would be the way you do it, right? You tell everybody you either pick like a number, like a small number, or you pick one. And then what they would really pull isn't how much you play, but how many people pick that one person to show their support. And then that's how you would determine who really would do the best. Because, honestly, this game is just a ploy to see who is the most popular members of these of, of the set of rookies. That's all it is. Especially if they're planning to cut down how many people are actually in this group. If they want whatever the new SMs group to be only, like, five people and they have, like, 12 rookies, well, the best way to do it is to say, hey... Here's the 12 rookies you can pick from. Pick which one you want to make successful. Bam, your top five, suddenly that's the group, you know? That's what I would do. Mm. Assuming yeah, that you have five, have right? I have how this is going to work. And but I, that's, that's what I think it is. I think the game is arbitrary, arbitrary. I think that the only purpose of it is to determine who are the most popular members of the SM Rookie cast. Well, I mean, but then they also, like, it, it seems like they're also, there's going to be rewards... I mean, yeah, I don't know if that means they're going to be putting people against each other, but... No, no, no you, you just think about it. Think about it. If if everybody... If the reward is whoever is the highest person up, because I guarantee you the reward isn't based on... Um, uh, well, okay, okay. Here's the example, right? The only thing I can equate it to is there's a, there's a game on, on the App Store that's related to wrestling. 
and the, the one of the things that they do is that they have uh, like a face-off where they pick two different wrestlers, and then you pick whichever one you like the most, and you side with their team, and then you play the stupid game, right? But it tracks how many people pick which person. That's all that matters. It has nothing to do with anything else. There's no other stat that matters. It doesn't matter how successful you are. It's how many people just on a sheer amount pick this person. And then whoever is on that side of the winning squad gets, like, special shit. That's the way you would do it. You just pick two people, and whoever has the most people that have catered to those guys, bam, they get a gift. And whatever their gift is is just going to be a generic release thing that everybody gets. That's... That's the way you would do it. I mean, I guarantee, I, I bet you that's the way they're going to do it because there's no well, way they're going to make individual they things. They are for every promising. This is what they're saying now. They're promising that people are going to be credited on these people's albums and right. But that's take, insane. Right. <laughs> but it, but this is but here's the thing, right? Is you can promise a lot of things when you don't tell people how they're going to have to do it. I bet you there's going to to be in-game purchases, and I bet that's oh, yeah. gonna be like if you've spent so much money to be at the top of whatever the leaderboard is, because you know there's gonna be a leaderboard. Whoever's at the top of it, they, that one person at the very top gets to meet their opa. Like that's all it's <laughs> gonna be. I guarantee you. Like people are really hype about this, like, and people are trying to figure it out. But I guarantee you, it's just a scheme to figure out who the most popular people are, and then whoever's at the top of whatever leaderboard it is that costs you like. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars, or thousands of dollars. That's going to be the one person that gets to meet their opa. That's it. Like I guarantee you, that's the way it's going to be. And people are going to see it and they're going to be like, "Man, this is some BS." And I'm going to be like, "Yeah, it's a mobile game because all mobile games are BS, all of them, bar none." Mm. So yeah, I t I'm not gonna lie. I totally zoned out the last five minutes because <laughs> <laughs> um, the moment you guys start talking about SM, then my my attention my span just disappears. And I'm just like, uh, what? <laughs> the, the only thing I want to know is like, why is it cool for the the biggest thing that bothers me about SM's whole thing right now is we have this stupid game for their rookie group that's not even debuted yet. And then we have 52 weeks of new SM music. And why isn't the first thing that people are saying is, wow, SM's going to flood the market with a song every week. It's okay. It's just cool because it's SM. Like, if YG said they were going to release 52 songs, are you kidding me? You, you would have people going nuts about the the excess of music. And I guarantee you it's going to be like, we're going to get into like week 30 and it's going to be the same song except somebody else did a cover of it. Like, I guarantee you there's going to be covers, like garbage, stuff that we've already heard. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And nobody's going to throw a fit about it because it's SM because their favorite EXO OPA is going to be on it. So, like, <laughs> I just... <laughs> I hope that this year goes to expose the fact that, like, you can't be any label that's not SM and not be called out for flooding the market uh, if you put out multiple songs and, and people promote. Because I guarantee you there's going to be people from this that promote. And beyond that, 
there's going to be 52 songs and groups promoting this year. So you're going to have 52 songs. I guarantee you there's going to be a week when like an EXO member puts out a song and then EXO has a comeback and then they're going to promote and another EXO member is going to have an, another song that's released on the stupid 52-week adventure they're going on. How is that not flooding the market? Explain to me. Because <laughs> I guarantee you all of these well, songs are free. I, I mean, Guaranteed. I guess, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, this is obviously some sort of like world domination thing by SM. We've obviously been playing this for a while. Um, speaking of like uh, the next part of this whole plan, this is the uh, what Tim was referring to is going to be the station project, and this was of course Taeon is going to be the first runner, quote unquote, of the station project. She's coming out with a single called Rain very soon, and of course, as Tim was saying, that's part of the um, station project where they're going to release a new digital single once a week at a fixed time for 52 weeks. And apparently this is supposed to be, in their words, overcoming the existing system of singles, mini albums and regular albums. We will create a new ecosystem of digital songs. Oh, How's God. that for your new K-pop overlords? <laughs> your new K-pop overlords. Yes. Uh, they're also going to release a collaboration with Skrillex. Oh, they have a record label, uh, EDM. They're going to have a this separate is, EDM record label with this collaboration with Skrillex called this is Scream, some, yeah. Scream Records. That is somehow the craziest part of this to me. Like, they announced <laughs> not a lot the of boy stuff. Group. It's not this, the 52 weeks of singles. It's the... The um, project it, with Skrillex. It's the it's the EDM label with Skrillex. I'm just I can't wrap my head around this. Um, I'm wondering if that know, has something to do with uh, Four Minute. I mean not Four Minute. I'm sorry. FX's album, because FX was you know all about oh this is our you know this is EDM da da and it did well so maybe they're like I, I don't know. This is a just, market we need to corner. It's I. I don't know. I'm. <laughs> I just think it's really funny. Um, I don't know. They say they're gonna do festivals and stuff. I think I read in there. So mm. I don't know if they're gonna have like other artists that they're gonna have under this, or if they're gonna like. I mean, it seems like know, if they're gonna do a label, that that they would. But or yeah, or they're gonna like put you know, random EXO solo. Yeah, I was about to say collab. you guys are. You guys are crazy. It's just going to be a gonna bunch win. of Skrillex beats with, like, EXO and <laughs> yeah, and then, members but like, And then are EXO going to, like, show up at EDM music festivals? No, and, it's, it's going to be music that, that Skrillex can play. I mean, here's a, here's a good example, right? Skrillex has a whole album, and part of that album has Dirty Vibe with uh, GD and CL. They're not at every single performance, but he can play those songs whenever he the hell wants. Like, he doesn't give a crap. He'll play it whenever. He does mixes of uh, CL's Hello Bitches just because he knows her. Like, all you have to do is get that in, and then he can just do whatever. If he goes to Korea, I guarantee he will mix tons of SM group songs in the EDM beats. Guaranteed it. Guaranteed. So having this connection is just a business thing. Like, I bet you we're going to get, like, six EDM songs <laughs> that have people on it. And it's just going to be random garbage that you never see. Like, I guarantee it. It's not like he's going to get a bunch of Korean EDM DJs. Like, the reason there's a label is just so SM can say they have some sort of control. Mm. I don't know, but... In Who's going to go there? Who's going to go there? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to... 
gonna go? Like, I don't understand. This is the biggest thing, right? It's like, yeah, you have an EDM label. For what? For what yeah, purpose? exactly. Like, who's gonna go? Maybe to give Hyoyeon to do something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's just gonna be her. Their label is gonna be dance videos of her. Like, that's all it's gonna be. Do they care well, about Hyoyeon that much? Like, fifty-two weeks is of music to fill, so you know. I mean, I guess it's EDM, so all she has to do is like repeat the same things over and over again. She'll probably nail that. Mm. I don't know, oh, but this all sounds like BS to me and just ridiculous, and over the top, and I just, I, I just want to know why people didn't see this and go, "Wow, I can't believe SM's flooding the market," because everybody was like, "Yeah, dude, 52 songs! Oh my god, I hope all these collabs." Well, happen. I mean, there has been some. I'll get to some of the. There is some concern, but although not really about. I will agree with you there, Tim. There's not really concern about flooding the market as there is about other things. I think people are afraid that SM is going to overexpose themselves more than anything. A lot of their fans are afraid of that. Let, let's let's think about this for a minute. People are afraid that they're going to overexpose themselves, but if mm-hmm. anybody else said that they were going to do 52 songs, I guarantee you it would be they're going to flood the market. Unless it was like oh, a no, shitty I, I mean, like label nobody cares about. If like, it's, it's like crazy if YG were going to do it, there would be outcries. Right. My my point is like it's insane that it's the opposite, right? Like mm-hmm. for for um every other group, it'd be too much because they're just going to flood the market with music. For SM, it's it's too much because maybe they don't have all of that quality content. Like that that blows my mind. It's like oh, maybe they just can't do it. What do you? That's your worry? Like your worry is that maybe they can't accomplish it? Are you kidding me? If it was if YG said it, they'd be like, "Wow, that's crazy! Look at these greedy, and the other biggest uh, concern I feel like on. I've seen so far is that people are concerned that when their bias, say EXO, is promoting, or like if they're promoting, one of them is promoting a single that they have to go up against another SM group that's also promoting, like, their album at the same... So, basically, they're afraid of SMRs having to promote against each other. To be honest, are they really going to promote with these 52 songs? And I'm like, I would feel like they're... I don't think so. No, I think think they'll probably promote the ones that blow up, like, the ones that get a lot of attention. Because here's the thing, right, is, like, you know that they're not going to give these songs away for free. There's no way they're going to give away 52 songs for free. So you know what they're going to do is they're going to put the song out, probably let everybody listen to it with their station thing that they plan to do. And then, you know, you could probably pick it up on iTunes or whatever. And if it charts really well, and Melon and all that stuff, if it charts really well, I wouldn't be surprised if they promoted it for like a week or something like that, like a quick promotion. Um, but I don't think they would do it between other promotions. Like if EXO's promoting, I don't think if Taeyeon has a song, another song, because you know she will. Um that comes out like during that time and it blows up. I don't think she's going to go on music shows and promote it. But again, f- like you can win music shows without being there. Some of those shows will let you. So yeah. it could happen that uh you know, uh SM song in particular blows up and beats the crap out of another SM song. But I think the biggest thing that bothers me is like it depends on how they handle it, right? Because if, if I'm wrong and they don't let you buy it and it doesn't come out and you can't chart it on Melon and stuff, then whatever, that's fine. I don't care if they release 52 songs. But if they can literally constantly keep a song in the chart, it's going to mess up the charts for everybody else. Like, you need the... I would be mad, and I want to stress this, I would be 
pissed if YG said they were going to release 52 songs. I stand for YG. Everybody knows it. If they said they were going to release 52 songs, a new song every week, I would be pissed. Like, super upset. Because I don't want that. I want other groups to have a chance to shine. And if you just constantly are able to flood the chart with music, you're never going to let any other group shine. Like, the market in Korea is so small that you have to give the opportunity. These these moments, these low moments where people get to promote, like the beginning of summer when Sister always comes back, when all the girl groups come back with all their stuff, that's the low moment between all the big labels. Like, JYP doesn't really put out music then. Uh, YG doesn't put out music then. SM doesn't put out music then. FNC doesn't put out music then. Those are really the big guys that are really doing battle, right? So you have this opportunity where Sister comes in, and like I'm not saying that Sister is not a big label. They're they're clearly big time, but they're still behind those guys, and they have like an opportunity to really shine, to really blow up. You have all these times for all these girl groups to come out of nowhere and start releasing all this summer music that everybody really likes, right? If you can release 52 songs and chart all year round. You don't give people that opportunity. People want to hear the next SM song. People are going to want to hear the next SM song no matter what because SM has literally the biggest fan base. Like, I love YG. I stand YG. SM's fan base is way bigger. Like, there's no doubt about it. Internationally and locally, it's bigger. So, I mean, YG has Big Bang and Big Bang's Explosion, and that's it. That's all they got. 2 lost a ton of fans being on hiatus for so long. Winner lost fans in the inner circle because they didn't want to deal with the bullshit. Like, that's just the way it is, right? It's like Big Bang and their, their staying fandom, and that's it. That's Well, that's interesting because I was reading an article that was kind of analyzing this whole situation, and their reasoning was that part of why SM is doing this is because their group's tend to sell better with physical albums than digital albums. For example, like they think they do. very well digitally. Yeah. So this is part of why they're doing the whole digital song thing. And right, also why you're seeing it. more crossover collaborations. I'm just saying this is what the person this is. No, what yeah, yeah. And and I agree. But here's the thing, right? So SM now wants to get into the digital market in a big way. So they already own the physical market. Nobody outsells SM in physical sales. Nobody. So now they want to outsell everybody in digital sales? Like, that's what I mean. It's like they want to Well, take I guess, I mean, they're people. a business, so of course they want to. Right, and I get that. And I'm not harping on them as a business. I'm harping on the fact that fans don't give a shit. Like, that's what bugs me. As a business, it makes perfect sense. It's a perfectly good business move. It's shitty. It's shitty. But it's a good business move. It makes perfect sense to me. As, as a person who analyzes K-pop as a business, if I was SM, that's what I would do. If I had 52 songs I knew I could release, oh, are you kidding me? I would release two songs every week. I don't give a shit. If I have the catalog for it, I would release as much music as I could, as, mo as often as I could, especially if I was on fire. But the fact that fans don't care and that fans' biggest worry is that they're going to expose themselves to not have that much music, that is mind-blowing to me. Because any other group, fans would go against it and they would be pissed. If y Like I said, if YG said they were going to release 52 songs, people would go nuts. If they were like, oh, we're going to release 52 songs, but everything else is going to be focused on physical albums. So Big Bang's album is going to be physical and we're going to focus on physical sales. And 2NE1's next album is going to be physical and we're going to focus on physical sales. People would just be like, well, that's shitty. 
well, I can't believe they would do that. They're just going to flood the market, blah, 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 blah. Like, it would, it, it would just be the opposite. And it's crazy to me that SM is basically going to get away with it because everybody likes SM. And it's fine. Like, I just want people to admit that, it's, that they're going to be biased about it. Because no other label could do this without us saying that they're flooding the market. Because what they're doing no, is flooding the market. I agree. Like, SM is definitely in a unique situation where it seems like they can do these kind of, like... SM can global, almost do no wrong, dude. These like, global, it's crazy. Like, global spanning projects and everyone's just like, okay. You know, but then, you know, the YG, you know, decides, oh, well, we're going to have, uh, you know, such and such is going to do um, simultaneous projects in South Korea and the U.S., and everyone's like, why? You know, it, it's just, uh, it's kind of interesting how people just kind of, I don't know, SM kind of gets a free, I, I don't know if they, free ride is a good way to say it, but they definitely, they people get the seem to accept it more. They get the benefit yeah. of the doubt, no matter what. And, like, it, it doesn't apply to just YG. Like, I bring up YG because they're probably the most polarized. But I said any label, and I mean it. Like, if yeah. somebody came out and walked out and said, hey, JYP is going to release 52 songs, there's going to be a ton of people who are going to be like, yeah, that's going to be dope. I guarantee you there will be a ton of people who are going to say that they're going to flood the market. Even if it was like half of them are going to be Miss A, people would still be like, they're going to flood the market. I can't believe they're doing this. Like, what about all their comebacks? Blah, 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 blah. Like, you should focus on this and that and this and that. What YG, what SM fans are doing is saying that they're going to overexpose themselves. Like, that, that's what bugs me. I don't care if you like it. If you do like it, hey, dude, have fun and enjoy yourself. I'm going to be along for the ride, whatever. Like, I'm just going to be sitting there waiting and be like, uh, please let there be something from the grace. Please let there be something from somebody I care about. Like, give me see the features, because you know there's going to be a ton of those. I'm not going to be against it. I'm not going to sit here with a fucking poster and, like, be mad. But I just want people to realize, like, no other label could get away with this. There's not a single other label in Korea that could do this at all without people getting their pitchforks and writing to all of the comments and everywhere they can be netizens and just being mad about it because it's unfair and all of this stuff. Like, I guarantee you nobody else would be able to side with this. So, it's fine, whatever. Like, at the, in the grand scheme of things, do I care? Not really. Like, I, I, expect y, I expect my favorite YG group to be leaving this year to go to the military, so I'm kind of already coming to terms with that. I don't really expect this year to be great for me. I feel like there's going to be a lot of sadness in all my <laughs> friends and all my favorite people leaving. So I've already come to terms with that, dude. What <laughs> bugs me is just that it's okay that SM can do this. That's it. It is like, an, that's an interesting me. thing to think about because I hadn't thought about that, but it is interesting to think about the fact that people are just kind of like, oh, well, okay, they're – you know, everyone, like you said, is, is seeing the benefit of the doubt or it's just like, you know, business as usual. I guess because SM is kind of unofficially seen as the top entertainment company, I suppose. I don't think that, it's unofficial. I think it's pretty official. Well, yeah, official. I mean, depending on who you speak to, but yeah, they're pretty much officially the top. Uh, that it's. I guess it's a situation like, well, of course they would try to do something like this. Of course they would try to make more money. Of course they would try to do more. But we haven't even 
hit the most interesting part yet. <laughs> the third part of this plan is that SM is officially debuting a new boy band. Oh, that's right. Called NCT, which stands for Neo Culture Technology. And it will be a brand housing several different teams put together for each of the different cities in the world. The team is going to form units and collaborate with one another. Members will be able to join freely, and there is no limit to the amount of members under NCT. NCT will be debuting their first unit this spring along with more teams to promote in Seoul and Tokyo and other major cities in China. More plans are underway for teams for Southeast Asia, Latin America, and etc. Songs will be released in the languages of the cities they represent and genres fit for their local cultures and attempt to localize Hallyu. Um, this sounds familiar uh, to a, another strategy um, of another group in another country. Uh, this has been mentioned quite a few times online since this has come out, um, AKB48. Uh, it's not exactly like it, but they do have kind of a similar strategy. The most, one of the more interesting things to this about me is about the whole, we're going to do them in different cities, in different cultures. We're going to localize how do you. And, and that is, that is potentially, that's problematic to me. So, some of the, like, I, I was reading comments and some people were saying that along with AKB48, this is also sounding a lot like, I don't know if anyone remembers the group of Menudo. Oh. Uh, as a group uh, of, um, I don't know if they were all from the same country, but. Puerto Rico. Um, Puerto Rico, yeah. And they were um, Puerto Rican members, and basically, once they reached a certain age, they kind of like after school they graduated out of the group. They switched them out, brought in more people. So the lineup always changed, and with that, you know, they were talking about uh, one person that mentioned, and I thought this was interesting, is if they're going to do international groups and they're going to try and keep a Hallyu or K-pop flavor to it. It's gonna. It might be problematic because K-pop is still. I mean, even though there's the Hallyu wave, it's still, especially in other countries, it's a niche interest. So, you know, are, if they're gonna be imitating foreign concepts, it's going to look like an imitation. You know, I mean, they do a lot of of. The, they already do. You know, a lot of that with an, an American clinical concepts and. Things like that. So, you know, if you have a Latin American group under SM that's supposed to be singing K-pop, but it's in, uh, you know, it's in Spanish, it's in, you know, Portuguese, whatever. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I see what they're trying to do. But, again, like the whole... 52 singles thing. I think 
I don't know how. I, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it's cute that you actually think they're going to put a group out somewhere that's not um, only. Well, maybe a US going group off. This is what they're They're full of shit. They say they're going to do it. Okay. They're not. I guarantee there's going to be a group in China, there's going to be a group in Japan, there's going to be a group in Korea, a group in U.S., and that's it. And it's going to be like, oh, we just didn't have the people for the rest of the I'd be surprised we, if I feel, well, by I your, think, I'm sorry. your logic, I'd be surprised if they got, if they're not going to get a Latin American group, they're, they probably are not going to get a U.S. group off the ground. I mean, it could be Canada. I'm just saying there's going to be a group that <laughs> sings in English. Like, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying it's going to be in the West, but there's going to be something in English, and it might be Canada. Like, I, Canada's probably more likely. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, like, I know they mentioned Southeast Asian countries, um, if they do something in Thailand. Because yeah, I, I think one of the rookies is from Thailand. Um, maybe. I think one I of them might be Thai. I don't think they're going to make it out of Asian countries. And if they yeah. do, it's going to be an English-speaking country, not necessarily uh, the U.S., but some sort of English, probably small English-speaking country or lacking a population like Canada. <laughs> um, my question is, if they do expand into Latin America and stuff, are they going to have... Is it going to be like a bunch of Korean boys singing in Spanish or Portuguese, or is well, it going to be people from the... I don't, boys, uh, I don't think they've... <laughs> I don't think they've specifically addressed that, but from the things that I've read, the analysis on what they... Um, their presentation and what they said, the impression that people have gotten is that I guess that they're going to try and make this as locally friendly as possible. So I assume if they're going to focus on a certain area that they will at least include people from that region in the group. If not, you know, most of the people in the group or all the people in the group are going to be from that region, then at least, you know. So that makes me think you know, of another of question is that are they going to bring, if that happens, are they going to bring these kids to Korea and train them, or are they going to set up training facilities in these countries or areas? I don't know. There's a lot of questions I have about this. I need to <laughs> send Essam an email I, yeah, or something. There, yeah, there are. Um, it's, yeah. Also, um, in addition to the other concerns I mentioned with uh I guess the songs thing, but a lot of people, this concerns with some Koreanisms with this thing, with the whole NCT group thing, is that people think that a rotation group is not going to work in Korea um, because of, you know, fans and, and people being, getting attached to groups. You know, kind of, you know, as, you know, groups being, they view them as, as groups being a team and being loyal to your team and become and being loyal to your family. So it, it so having constantly rotating people, you know, you have new people, you can't, you know, forge as as a strong a bond with the people in the group if they're constantly changing and you know, it's something that is not as favorable to Korean culture. And someone actually used after school as an example, although um, I, I, 
it's kind of relevant, but not really. Um, but yeah, I mean that seems to be a big concern with NCT is the rotational thing. But yeah, my huge question is with them. Yeah, talking about going into Latin America. I know that K-pop is popular in like Brazil and certain places there, but you know, I mean, they're. I mean, the same questions that are coming up. I mean, are they going to have Korean members singing in Spanish? Are they going to recruit kids from South America to promote the same songs their Korean counterparts? Um, are, uh, I mean, then will the K-pop fans who normally are interested even care about the, you know, if there's a Spanish version when the Korean version exists? There's a lot. There's a lot um, that hasn't been addressed here. Um, and I mean, I you know I'm willing to sit back and see what happens. Um, it's kind of interesting that SM is doing this now because it seems like they're a little, for the first time, maybe a little slow on the take. Like I would have expected this maybe a few years ago, but it seems like you know the how you whole how you thing has died down like a little bit, and so. It, you know, it, it just seems I like I would have expected, you know, a grand like thing on this scale, like maybe a few years ago when like how you kind of seemed at its height. But now it's just kind of like, mm, okay, well, you know, hopefully that'll be worth the money that you're putting into it. Is <laughs> kind of my feeling with with this whole thing. Kiara, what what are what are you thinking? <laughs> Are you thinking anything about this? I know she's gone. I know because she's gone. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So, yeah. So it's like I said, it's interesting. It, it it seems like SM really has huge grand plans for this year, and they're trying to do like all this stuff. But uh, I don't know. Um. And I do think I don't know. I wonder if they if when they do try and you know execute their ideas, you know, because I think some people don't realize exactly what some of this means. And then when they actually get to the point of executing the 52 songs, you know, when people actually realize how much output from SM that actually is, that they're gonna get some blowback from that, or you know. You know, or will they? Will they or not? I don't know. Um, I think, but I think some people don't exactly realize, you know, what the scope of that actually is at this point. I think that's why you haven't heard a lot about them flooding the market and such, because I don't think some people are really realizing, you know, how much SM that actually means that we're gonna get. So. Um, I look forward to um, seeing this whole thing. Um, Kiara, hmm? I don't know how much of the conversation you heard, but do you have any uh, additional thoughts on the whole uh, the NCT thing or just anything about SM's global takeover that they're trying to do? I mean, with the whole NCT thing, it does give me a lot of 
vibes of the whole 48 groups um, mm. because they do have international 48 groups. Mm. Um, I think, well, I think it's just two right now, which is, I think, um, Jakarta. They have one in Jakarta and I think in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I know, because I'm not a really a AKB48 fan, but, you know, I do somewhat know what goes on with them because I have a friend who is a fan. Um, but I think the majority of the group is consisted of people, of girls who live in that area, or like the Jakarta group. There's, you know, they're from Jakarta or they're from the country. Right. Um, but there are, like, a few small, like, maybe a few members that are, you know, Japanese and, like, because cause they, what they do, they kind of sometimes have this thing where they switch around members. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, you know, that's their concept, too. So, like, they'll have, they'll switch some of the Japanese members from one of the Japanese groups and they'll, you know, send them off to do some shows with, like, the Jakarta group or the Shanghai group. Yeah, and that was, like, a, a main question that, I kind of had was, you know, they're talking about having, you know, expanding into Latin America, so they're just, they're going to have, you know, are they all going to be groups of people from, from different Latin American countries, and are they going to be singing in Spanish or Portuguese or what, and are they going to be groups, mixed groups with some Korean members and some, you know, from other groups, it, it's just, it's very... Not that I don't think they haven't planned this out, but it's very intricate. And I mean, I don't want no part of this mess, but I think it is, <laughs> I, you know, idea in a sense because you know, especially in Latin America, it's been mm-hmm. a very long time since there's been a huge, you know, boy group or even girl group really, mm-hmm. because you know, in Latin America, they kind of gotten over that. Uh, yeah, you know, after but, Manu and stuff, like they yeah. kind of ran over, you know, boy bands and stuff. Besides, like American ones or whatever. But um, K-pop has gained some traction there, so I understand has, why they're trying to. It's very niche, even more niche than uh, here in the United mm-hmm. States. It's still, or you know, um, yeah, here in North America, like in South America and stuff like that, it's still very small. There's a K-pop fandom, but it's still re- relatively small. So for them to try to integrate that in Latin America directly, I don't know. Hmm. Um, I would wish them the best and whatever, but <laughs> they would just not care. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, so sounds just like a, non- a lot of nonsense. Well, I guess we shall see. I mean, either we're going to be hailing our new K-pop overlords or we're going to all be falling over laughing and the spectacular mess is going to come out of all of this. So, finally, at least from my end, uh, some follow-up to the whole you global controversy, conspiracy, 2016, whatever, <laughs> that has occurred in the past week or so. So, of course, everyone knows um, Chu Yu um, from Twice um, ended up right in the middle of an international uh, conflict between China and Taiwan and South Korea because she dared to fly uh, the flag of where she was born and uh, mention that she was born in the place that she was born, but not the country that. 
um, claims to still be a part of the place from where she was born. And in a lot of other very complicated <laughs> personal things. Basically, Google to China and Taiwan and um, read their history, and it's some extremely messed up stuff. So, um, basically, Chiyu got an, uh, pulled in, the poor 16-year-old girl got pulled into the middle of all that. Um, a 53-year-old man, a uh, Chinese man who has nothing else to do with his life, um, basically got her involved in it um, through some uh, in, uh, interesting, we put, cyberbullying. And this all uh, ended up in with a videotaped apology from her and a written apology from JYP. So, as a result of all of this, um, first off, JYP has said that they're going to make sure that all of their, um, that they're going to implement a new thing for um, JYP employees, trainees, and such to undergo um, cultural sensitivity training. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, I, and I wonder, you know, I, I see that, and I'm like, I wonder, like, what cultures, and <laughs> so I guess to try and, and prevent this sort of thing from happening again, even though nothing would have happened if um, Huang An had not opened his big fat mouth, um, but that is what they're doing. Um, Spokesperson for JYP Prima said, we have several foreign members in our K-pop bands and we plan to make a new system to thoroughly study sensitivity issues as such as political conflicts between countries. So there's that. In addition, JYP is now getting some unwelcome attention from a human rights group, the Center for a Multicultural Korea. A human rights watch group who is now contemplating legal action against JYP and Park Jin Young because they were outraged over to use on camera apology. They feel like um, she was, even though JYP says she was not coerced into speaking on camera and she did it of her own will, um, they say that uh, JYP and the entertainment company forced her to apologize and they want to examine the footage and circumstances under which it was taped and they said this week we'll request the Human Rights Con uh, Commission, National Human Rights Co Commission to investigate whether she was coerced to apologize if it concludes this is the case we'll file a complaint in the prosecution against JYP Entertainment and Park Jin Young so that's where we are now. Meanwhile, the person that kind of kickstarted this whole thing, the start the entire forest fire, Chinese musician musician Huang An, who, like I said, by the way, is a 53-year-old man, has um, since the controversy removed all his posts from Weibo. Um, 
including the ones obviously where he was uh, criticizing to you, citing his privacy is the primary factor for his rejection of the social media tool. And he's deleted approximately 4,900 posts, um, which were written since he established an account with Weibo in 2014. So he's kind of went off the grid. And now JYP has to deal with the fallout. So this thing just keeps going and going like the Energizer Bunny. It is not, it will not end. It will not end ever. Uh, Tim and I talked at length about this in the last episode. Haley, Kiara, do you have anything to say about, or does anyone have anything to say about new information or just this whole thing in general about what's been going on? I'm just the ready. Twice yeah. to you. I'm just ready for it to end. I don't know. I feel so bad for her. It's just a terrible situation and one she shouldn't be caught up in anyway. It's yeah. terrible. Just end it. Yeah. And it's, it's just kind of bad with. It always gets me when ordinate like the. Organizations like this National Human Rights Organization, they come in and, you know, they're all, you know, righteous and like, we're trying to help to you. And I'm like, no, you're not helping her. You're making this worse by dragging this out and causing, you know, you know, accused GRP of more issues and, you know, threatening to sue them and whatnot and making this drag out for even longer. Um, you know, I... I mean, you know, I made jokes about, people made jokes about her videotaped confession and whatnot. But, you know, honestly, they were doing what they, you know, JYP was basically doing damage control. And they're trying to basically do whatever they could to get China off their backs and, you know, basically end this whole thing. Um... And now you've got someone else entering the fray and trying to dredge up, you know, this whole thing all over again. Uh, it's it's just it's unfortunate. And I mean, any other thoughts on that? Mm. Kara, did you have any thoughts on the whole saga? I mean. I was following along, not too closely, but I was following along. Um, and in the end, um, it sucks that you know, she had to go through all this nonsense um, just because one grown man wanted to try, you know, he pretty much put her in a political position that she should have never been in, you know, and then the fact that, you know, it was, you know, a 16-year-old giant to politics where, like, People, the politi politicians in Taiwan were kind of trying to use her and then try to use her as well, and then, especially with the Taiwanese elections were, that were going on at the time. You know, it may, it amplified the situation even more, and then everyone putting in their two cents, and then it just it created such a storm bigger than it should have been. Um, and in the end, she was the one, only one right and smack in the middle of it. Um, but I mean. 
from what I've seen of her after the situation happened, she seems fine. I don't mean, is there so much she can show publicly, but mm -hmm. um, from what I've seen, she looked, she was, she's been smiling. She looked like, you know, being with her members, and, you know. I mean, yeah. that's all I can hope for, that she's been surrounded by people that care about her and love her, and that, um, you know, she's okay in a sense that, like, everyone around her is like, it's fine, you know, don't worry about it, we're here for you. You know, I just, yeah, like, yeah. I just want this kind of to be over with. Um, I mean, she is underage. I don't think JYP would be the type to make these type of decisions without her parents' knowledge or yeah. without their approval. Um, so I I didn't like the video or, you know, I wish it didn't have to reach that point. But at the same time, I understand why they did it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could have been 10 times where they could have done, like, uh, what do you call it, a live press conference, and they could, yeah. have had her, oh, yeah. they could have had her there and had her, like, crying and bowing, and, you know, it could have been, like, a hundred times worse, but... They're shaving her head. Yeah, they could have done this whole, like, I've shamed my family, I've shamed my people. It was just more like she was, like, I, you know, she just apologized, and, you know, mm -hmm. it had to say the whole China is one, blah, 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 nonsense. Because at the end of the day, JYP, it's a business. Yeah. And the whole situation is messing up with JYP's business. Because as much as people don't want to think about it, China is a big part of the reason of the hot you. You know? They're the big yeah. part. They, they're not just K-pop, but Korean products as well. Beauty products, yeah. home products, electronics, blah, blah, blah. You know? Mm -hmm. So once so once it started affecting not just... Twice's stuff in in Japan, in I'm sorry in China, but in Korea as well because you know um, LG Plus pretty much removed all of uh, Suzu's uh, her commercials because she had commercials with LG Plus. They took those down. Um, Twice had a thing with Innisfree, the makeup brand. Um, I mean the beauty product brand, and they kind of like immediately were like. Well, they're, Twice is not our, the face of Innisfree. We had no connections to them or something like that. They immediately released that type of statement. So, you know, they were getting affected in China and Korea as well. So, you know, they had to take some type of action, JYP Entertainment. Um, and yeah, but in the end, I just wish this all to be finished quickly and be done with. And I'm ready for Twice to have another comeback soon, so... I'm ready for them to come out with another song. <laughs> I'm tired of you all now. Um, Love it, but yeah. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on it? Tim, do you have anything to add? That you didn't say in the last episode? Nope. I, I pretty much got it out last episode, so... Okay. Haley, anything else on that? Nope, I think everybody else said... It very well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I yeah. I just hoping that this is over. Um, hopefully, you know, we won't see any lawsuits or anything from national human rights. Um, just let it drop. Let's just all move on. I think that's the the best situation here. Um, we've got BBC America and New York Times picking up on this kind of stuff now. So and. It shouldn't have even gotten to that point. So, yeah, let's all move on. So, with that, 
is there anything else going on in the K-pop world that you guys want to address or talk yes, about? I do. Okay. Um, not to really discuss it, but I would <laughs> just like to do a little shout-out. I just want to wish happy birthday to greatest gift the earth has Woo! ever this uh, is Bora. <laughs> I knew exactly where that was going when you were like, a shout out to a birthday. I was like, oh, it's Bora. <laughs> but yes, shout out to my my queen, my princess, my love. Uh, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> I love you so much. But yes, that's it. <laughs> Do you know how old she is? Uh, 26, I believe. Jeez. All right, our K-pop idols are growing up so fast. Okay. All right. Anything else? No, that's it. All right. That seems like that is it. That'll be a wrap-up there. Tim, would you like to close us out, please? Sure. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Please check out our website, notyouraveragenetizens.squarespace.com. Uh, we're also on Tumblr uh, at notyouraveragenetizens.tumblr.com. And you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash notyouraveragenetizens. Uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, thank you so much. Please uh, rate us, subscribe, comment. Um, all that stuff really helps us, helps let more people know about our podcast. Uh, our, our podcast is really word of mouth at this point, so the more you can promote us, the better it is. Uh, like us or love us, please comment. It helps a lot. Um, if you are looking for us on iTunes, you can find us by searching Not Your Average Netizen, Netizens, and we should be the only thing that pops up uh, at this point. Um, you can also look for us on SoundCloud if you don't want to listen to us on, on iTunes or in the Apple sphere. Um, SoundCloud.com slash NotYourAverageNetizens. Comment to us there. Subscribe to us there. Um, it really, again, it really helps a lot. The notoriety is, is a big thing. So the, the more you guys give to us, the better we can do for you. Um, so, so please help. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, you can email us, notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com, and we would love to bring up the things that you, that you uh, give to us, uh, especially if it's a topic that we don't hit on the podcast. We would love to have an excuse to hit it, so, so please get us there. Um, and last but not least, you can also hit us with questions uh, on Twitter at nyanetizens. Um, and that's it, I think. Thank Thank you, Tim. I'm so glad you do that so I don't have to. I'm going to miss you when you're gone. I'll have to try and voice you some. It's only like two weekends. You'll be all right. Oh, uh, no. I'll have to try and voice this on someone else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any last words? Any last shout-outs? Last things? Speak now. Forever hold your peace. Um, if it's going to be related to the podcast, uh, a couple things. Um, one, I am going to start streaming. Uh, I will be playing a game that is very popular in uh, Korean culture, but I will be playing League of Legends, uh, streaming it pretty regularly. Hopefully, I'll probably be listening to K-pop. Uh, if I have people who are K-pop fans who want to talk about K-pop on my cast, I would be I would be super happy to do that. Um, all you have to do is be there and ask me about it. Uh, any questions about the game as well? 
uh, I'll be happy to answer. Obviously, it's not directly related to K-pop, but there are a ton of your K-pop faves that play League of Legends, and I, um, I'm not as good at playing it, but I'm very good at talking about it. I know a lot about the game itself. Uh, so, um, my stream is on Twitch TV, and the link is uh, Twitch TV dot or twitch.tv slash realsauceboss. Um, I'll probably be streaming Monday through Friday, or Monday through Thursday. Friday I'll be doing the podcast, so I can't do that. Um, there's something else, too. Oh, uh, at some point as well, I will be doing a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Obviously, it's not related, but I will be listening to K-pop on that as well. <laughs> so at some point, you will hear that. Uh, that, And it'll probably be on YouTube, actually, to be honest. Uh, so do look out for that. Um, and if you're interested in that at all, in storytelling, that's what we'll be focusing on. Uh, so if, you, if you're if you interested in, in hearing that and hearing all of my silly friends laugh and be stupid and have a bunch of stupid ideas, there will be uh, Korean... <laughs> uh, uh, people in the, the the storytelling itself, so that'll be funny. Uh, so if you're interested in that, that's a thing to look out for, and I'll have more details when I get there. Okay, there you go. If you're a K-pop fan that also loves gaming, then Tim's your man. Anything else? Okay, if that's all, thank you for joining us uh, for another week of K-pop news and gossip and reviews. And this is Ash signing out. Thank you guys for watching. I mean, not watching, but listening. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. And we will see you again next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs>